One door never closed, but another opened. She was going to escape. She laughed until she cried. Great. What's up, book club clubbers? This is the Nerdy Wordy Book Club, and I'm Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. I feel like we kind of messed up by branding everything with, like, Nerdy Nightly and Nerdy Wordy Book Club, because it always sounds like it's my show. Well, it doesn't matter. But it does in the comments, because we get some weird comments from people that are to you, but they're, like, talking to me. Oh, that is weird. Yeah. yeah. No, but, I don't like that. Like, oh, my God, your wife. Tell, tell your wife. And I'm like... Anyway. I mean, I don't go in the comment section, so they they would kind of have to, to do that anyways. Um, I, I want to give uh, Dwight Lewis a shout out for joining the Nargs. Welcome to the Nerd um, Table. And Patrick Adair, I think for the for the earliest someone has ever super chatted on a video before. Thank which you. Which was uh, 15 minutes before we went live. Sorry, yeah, we're, you know, uh, we're good. No, 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 like, like. Oh, 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 well, thank you, Patrick. Patrick Adair says, I just got to make it through Crossroads. Once you do, I'm clearing my schedule to listen to The Last Battle with you guys in Atlanta. Maybe you could book Michael and Kane to read it live. Yeah, 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 we can totally afford that. I'm sure they would um, love to. We'll see, we'll see what we can do. We'll, we'll see, we'll work on it. Should we hire voice actors to read the book to us over the course of nine hours? Like hire like a series of voice actors to come in hour by hour? No. No, I don't we think We have friends so. who do voices. It could be fun. It could be fun. Uh, Margo Mar Sedai, thank you for that super chat. Thank you. Hello from Canada. Greetings from Germany. I, I was about to say hi in German, but I... My, mind blank. I don't know what it is. Your brain was like, no. I was about to like Dusseldorf, but that's not hello. And you're like, no, that's... That, that. I don't know what hello in is, is in German, and I do know it. I just can't... It's there somewhere. Dusseldorf is a place. Oh, I'm aware. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That one I do know, only from the producers. What is hello in German? That's funny. <laughs> um, oh my god, there's so much chat, but we also have intrepid, cog in, intrepid cogito. Did I read that right? I, I think so. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, Sometimes welcome words to the nerd table. <laughs> welcome to the Nards. Thank you. Uh, Dirt Burb is a member for two months now, currently Let's dealing go. with flooding at my work, so I've got to <laughs> you playing for my cats at home while I dig trenches. Oh no. I'm Dirt so Burb, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. Oh um, my god. Yeah, I know there's a lot of rain and flooding in California. So if you are on the West Coast, uh, stay safe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then uh, Sex Monkey, member for 10 months. Let's go! Okay, I'll start with a mic on Profesh. We learned our lesson. Thank last you. Week. Thank you, Monkey. We appreciate that. And uh, it wouldn't be a Nerdy Wordy Book Club episode if Blue did not pull some shenanigans right <laughs> oh, at the top. Oh my goodness. Blue, thank you. Thank you, Blue. So, so, so much for, for 10 more gifted. That chat, that entire chat is going to be green, I swear. Um, Brett Babineau wants me to make an audiobook for The Wheel of Time. If it was legal, me I would, but I think there's, like, rights and stuff that I can't just, like, make one. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Especially with, um, Rosamund Pike doing hers right now, I feel like that would not be simpatico. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Um. Let's move this over. Yeah, no, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know about making it, you definitely couldn't sell it, but I, I don't even know if you could make it, to be honest. Intrepid uh, Cogito says hello from BC, going back to sleep, listen to you later. <laughs> Thank you for that super chat, get some good sleep. Um, I feel you, it's, it's eight o'clock there. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, a little early, a little bit. Good morning, welcome to the book club. Uh, this is a show where we talk about the Wheel of Time, Robert mm -hmm. Jordan's Intrepid series. Uh, now I just have the word intrepid in my head. <laughs> uh, before we get into it today, we have some housekeeping to do. What? I know. 
y'all, y'all, this is not the thing I want to say at the top of the show. But be nice to each other in the Discord, please. Uh, I, we, we've had some comments and some concerns. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I just want to say that if you're an asshole, we'll kick you out. I don't care. Like, I I really, I really don't. Uh, be nice. Yeah. Uh, you can debate, but don't argue. Uh, and don't cross that line. If you feel like, hey, I'm posting a lot of negative stuff and maybe I'm making this not a safe space for everybody to say their opinions, don't. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, the Discord is a place to discuss mm-hmm. and, and you can have different opinions. That's fine. But please be mindful of how you discuss those because yeah. that that matters. Yeah. Uh, it matters a lot, especially to us. Um, there doesn't need to be any unnecessary aggressive or passive aggressive edges mm-hmm. in there you know we all are here because we love the wheel of time and i think that's just important to remember yeah <laughs> yeah uh just a heads up uh yeah. we're going to uh the, the discord has grown to a size now where we are going to have to be a little bit more uh discerning about who we let in there mm-hmm. and we're, we're going to be really careful and if you're the kind of person who is making other people feel like they don't want to talk there yeah sorry yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, uh, we will kick you out because <laughs> yes. it's for everyone. It's not uh, just for people to be right. Yeah, it's for everyone to feel comfortable. Yeah, it's not a competition. <laughs> and yeah, it's it, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but if you're not a part of the Discord and you would like to have healthy, uh, in-depth wheel friendly of time, friendly yes, conversation time talks, there is a spoiler channel and a non-spoiler channel. So if you're reading along with us, yeah. The normal channel, and then the spoilers is for where we are past. Please remember when you are having your discussions, if you need to take it to the spoiler section, to do so. Thank just you. Take the, also, just take the spoiler section. There were some people who were talking around some spoilers in the non-spoiler section, and I was like, guys, come on. Yeah. Come on. Like, we see you. We see we you. We only have five books left. Uh-huh. And we, thus far, have been spoiled on exactly one thing, and it was only you. Yeah. Like we, and it was very minimal. And we we're past the spoiler now. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The idea that we're going to like get messed up now would be so silly to me, because yeah. we've done we've done a year of a Wheel of Time podcast and have not been spoiled live yeah. every Friday for three hours. Mm-hmm. We've been on the Dusty Wheel twice. We did the um, the Wheel Reads podcast. Yeah. We have done so much Wheel of Time content and have not been spoiled in a major way. Uh, it's pretty incredible, I have to say. So, it's miraculous at this point. Thank you, mods. Don't mess this up for us. Yes, thank you, mods. You guys are the real MVPs of this. Like, truly, thank you, thank you, thank you. James Smith, thank you for that super chat. Uh, <laughs> thank you, James. Hope your New Year's and Christmas was epic. Hello from work and keep staying awesome. Thank you for sharing your thoughts as always, of course. Thank and a huge you. shout out to the mods. Yes. To the yes. mods. If you have emotes, if your name appears green in the chat, throw some emotes. Some hype up for the for the mods to say thank you. Um, also, y'all, uh, we are we're getting closer to JordanCon here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working on getting something official at JordanCon. Uh, we're not sure when that is going to happen yet. Yes. Uh, so stay tuned for details about that. Yes. Um, but if you do see us at JordanCon with earmuffs and um, uh, and like shades on, shades on, <laughs> we will be wearing those sleeping masks. Um, and we'll hopefully have someone leading us around who can tell us when we can take it off and when we have to put it back on. I mean, yeah, no, we'll, 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 we'll be fine. Um, but we are a couple, uh, just uh, another couple things. We are working on those t-shirts yeah. for you guys, for those of you who will be at Jordan Con, um, about where you are in the series. And, um, yeah, there is, um, there is a message in the Discord. Did we go to emote only mode? No, no, I said emotes in, in chat for the month. Oh, <laughs> there were just suddenly so many emotes that I was like, I did 
I didn't know that was on YouTube. I thought that was a Twitch thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, what was it saying? Uh, about, oh, you posted a message about reacting if you're going to be a Jordan Con. Yeah. I'm going to put that in the announcements channel and, and, and have that there so that we don't lose that post. Okay. In yeah, the, yeah. in the shenanigans that is the Wheel of Time. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if you are going to be at Jordan Con and you would be interested in coming to a panel, I'm actually, I'm going to. It won't be called a panel. No. Because Jordan Con does not want us to do a panel. Yeah. Even though we would, we're gonna put on the best panel. I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, Jordan Con is underestimating the value of our contribution to Jordan Con. Yeah, we're we've gonna got show plans, <laughs> y'all. We're like, we're already building this experience four months out. It's gonna be so much fun, and I'm a little worried that we're not gonna be in a big enough room <laughs> for what I want to do. That's fine. Um, so uh, Pat Stone uh, just said, "Go Canada, World Juniors, big win." Yeah, I didn't like tweet or anything about it, but I was watching the game last night. Super proud of our boys. Uh, it's always nice when Canada wins gold in hockey because mm -hmm. it is the sport that uh, defines our identity. Uh, and so to uh, to those young under 20 boys, I cannot believe I am 10 years older than all of you. That hurts. Um, but congrats. Thanks for bringing gold home. Uh, and to Chechia, I know it's been 22 years since you won the gold. Um, but uh, not this year. You were very <laughs> close. Good effort. You did well. Yeah, yeah. They played really well. Yeah, they brought it back for They a played one minute of really good hockey in that game. What? They scored two goals in 54 seconds. It was crazy. It was like actually crazy. It was cool. They they almost, they brought it back, you know. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so uh, I did put a message in the announcements channel of the Discord. Please go react to that. Yeah. If you will <clears> be at <throat> JordanCon and you would be able to make it to some kind of panel or section that we hosted, I guess. Jason Renner says, uh, do a couch con. Thank you for that super chat. It will be awesome. That's what <laughs> Dusty Jason. Wheel does in the lobby, right? Some, something I don't want to do that because I want it to be more of a show. Like, I want it to be an event. Yeah. And I think we're going to have, like, giveaways and stuff. There's going to be, like, merch. It's going to be fun. Like, I want to, like... Yeah. We, we I want to go big, you guys. Yeah. We're, we're, we're really excited for this. We want to make it memorable yeah. for, all, for all of us. So, um... The goal, we're, the yeah. goal is to have... There's going to be, like, some... The goal is to try and figure out a rough estimate of how many people are going to come. And then have something that, like, is, like, a piece of merch that only the people who come to that panel have. Like, mm -hmm. I want to have, like, a, like... Because I've done this... There's been so many cons I've been to in my life where you go to a panel and there's that, like, unique poster or, like, pin or hat or something that they give out at the end of the panel that only the people at that panel have. It's, like, a, it's like a moment in time encapsulated in this, like, physical item. Yeah. And, like, I want to do that. Because mm -hmm. it's... it's it, it always brings... Like, those things that I have bring me the most joy. Yeah. And so well, we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. We're, we're trying to figure out what the, that's going to be. But yeah. The, yeah. We're working on it. We're working um, on it. It's going to be an experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping this by book club next week, we'll have that t-shirt available as well. I'm hoping so. so yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll let you guys know. Yeah. We just have to dance around copyrights. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yes. But uh, Clarousse. Uh -huh. Oh my God. We're, we're 11 minutes in already. We have not yet discussed Crossroads of Twilight. That's nothing new for us. I don't know why you're sounding so surprised. That's true. That's true. Uh, um, Crossroads of Twilight is a book. Yeah. That we're currently reading that is, so far... So far? Um, wow. How much did you put in here? Two scoops. That's uh, sweet. No, it's just what the strawberry daiquiri one tastes like. Oh, wow. Okay. I was just not... I don't know. I was not expecting that. Um, it's a book, guys. I Okay. I actually, like, don't hate it so far I, I it's not my favorite but like i'm not 
not enjoying it. I, I think that while not a lot of things happened, we did get a lot of information. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. There is a lot of information. Yeah. I will agree cool with information. you. There is a lot of information. Yes. Crossroads of Twilight <clears throat> is boring um, so far. But the reason why it's boring is Robert Jordan's fault. In such a, like, bizarre way, mm-hmm. he ends book nine with this gigantic momentum building thing and then like like a dad on a car trip who is upset that his kids are having a good time he like turns on the e-brake and stops in the middle of the highway halfway to disney world you know what i mean (laughs) yeah okay like it is the most he he came into this book with all of this momentum about this event right at the end of book nine we get cleansing of the taint it's huge it's epic it's one of the best chapters of the entire series right um the second half of crossroads of twilight has a lot of momentum to it Mm -hmm. and rather than start from that point that the audience is excited to be at and move forward yeah he starts two weeks earlier this is what you already know happened to these characters yeah, and yeah. it's a little. It, it's just I, I was I was really shocked that two hundred and fifty pages into a six hundred and thirty page book, we we're we're like catching up to the present still. Yeah, I was. And 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 like nothing has happened. Yeah, I it's was weird. I was really hoping that the prologue would be um, the moment in time. That yeah. the the cleansing happened or that the channeling started. Yes, 100%. It's this person's perspective. It's this person's perspective. It's this person we don't know's perspective. And, like, the people, like, feel it and what that means. Like, I thought that, the, that that's what the prologue would be genuinely. I was like, it's going to be a bunch of different perspectives and that exact moment in time. Yeah. It's, like, one of those, like, big events where people are like, I remember exactly where I was when this happened. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that, is, that is not what we got. We do kind uh, of get that 250 pages later. Kind of. We have two instances of it. No, yes. three. 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 <clears throat> yeah. Okay, Perrin, Fahil, and Matt. Um, Julianne, thank you so much for um, Julianne, that super you. chat. Thank you so much for the super chat. Listening with half an year while at work. Happy that I get to hang out for a bit. Aw. Cheers. Happy Friday. I don't know how you listen with half an ear, but that is a skill I feel like I could learn. Because if I could give Clarus half an ear, but still have an ear and a half for everything else I want to do, that would be <laughs> awesome. Might save my marriage. Um... Didn't know it needed saving, but I'm oh, gonna have to. We're on the ropes. Some... We're on the okay, ropes. Good to know. Thank you. I will. I will write that down to remember it for later. Um, uh, and so it, it's interesting, right? Because <clears throat> it's not that this is a bad book. Mm-hmm. It is just that it is so discordant with the momentum that was built up by the last book. Yeah. That it feels bad. Mm-hmm. Like it feels boring. Because there, because Robert Jordan set up this a moment yeah. that feels like it should have changed everything. And so to come back with this book where nothing has changed in the first 250 pages is, it, it, it just, it, it, it goes against reader expectation and yeah. like reader momentum in a way that, and I said this to you last night, and this might be a controversial statement, but I think Robert Jordan is like, if, if, if this was Madden, right? You know, you've never played Madden, have you? In Madden, players have rankings based on certain traits, right? Okay. And so players get a score. Like, a you know, a really good player is like a 98 because he has like a 10 in ball handling and a 10 in speed and maybe like an 8 in dodging or whatever. You know what I mean? Is this like 
It, it's like a D&D sheet, but for people. For Oh. So, like, if I was going to give Robert Jordan a, like, Dungeons & Dragons sheet for writing, uh-huh. world building mm-hmm. is 10 out of 10. Yeah. Right? Like, creating a world. Randland is eminently interesting and this this huge vast world i want to explore with cultures and characters that like fascinate me Mm -hmm. but then if you go down to that next line which is storytelling i don't think he's that great at it yeah like i i I think that i i i think that he's like a six and so everything feels better yeah the story that he wants to tell is incredible how he goes about it Sometimes is lacking. I don't even think the story he wants to tell is that great. I, don't I think know. the I'm world like, that that story is taking place in is amazing. I, I the story against, itself kind of sucks. A, a battle against evil itself. I don't know. But the problem is that that's not the story he's telling. That's the story that we're. That's the story that we will get to when we're done side questing. Right. But but Robert Jordan kind of wrote this book the way that I play video games mm-hmm. in that I have to go handle every single side quest before I start the main plot. Yeah. It, it feels like I'm playing The Witcher and I get on the map and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go look at every gray question mark on the map before I go talk to Siri about what needs to happen. And that's how I play video games because <laughs> that's my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of writing, I don't want to read about the gray question marks. Those are fun to like run to on Roach, right? But they're less fun to read about <laughs> characters going off and doing them. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I, I, I do understand that. I, I do. Um... And 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 that's why it's tough because there are things that Robert Jordan is really incredible at. Like he has oh, yeah. his strengths are strong, you know. Pros and, ten out of ten. Yeah. Like straight straight up, like the yes. the actual like Absolutely. his choice of words. Although there is one word choice that we're gonna get to in the Fayol chapter that I actually really I was like whoa. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Jason Trainer, for nine months at the nerd table. Jason Trainer joining the Nargs because of a sneeze makes us think the Ova kink, and that's okay. <laughs> Um, we don't kink shame here. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, and and so it's it is not that um, it is not that this is bad. It is just that the promise of what this story is the, the the promise of what we thought this book was going to be about is not the book that we're getting. Yeah, and I also think that that it it, it um, plays into the fact that like this will work for some people. Mm-hmm. This will, won't work for others, and and we do know that a lot of people say this is. Their least favorite. Yeah. Um, and and so it's just something that we're we're trying to keep in mind. What what? Baka card says Rand needs to fight the devil, so he's just farming XP by saving cats and banging his girlfriends. Guys, if 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 having sex with men would level me up, I would I wouldn't stop. You know what I mean? Like that that's that's goals right there. I I I, I see exactly why Rand is doing what he's doing. God damn it. <laughs> What? It's very funny. It's a good comment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it, like, so So that's just kind of where I'm at. It's not that I don't like it or that I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. It just is kind of. It's a little, it's a little boring. It's a little boring. A little bit. Uh, mostly yeah. because, and, and I, we'll, we'll get into it right away here, but there's five straight pages. Uh, to tell them about what you, tell them All about right. last night. So we were reading, we were sitting there reading. And I, I get to the parent section. And there's a moment in the parent section, if you have this edition of the book, if you yeah. have this edition of the book, it's like a third of the way down uh, page 167, where Balwer says, may I offer one or two points on her report, my lord? And you're like, okay, great. 
Next paragraph. What are those points? And we don't get Bauer's points for uh, until page 172. Yeah. About halfway down the page. And I was like, okay, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72. We got five pages of descriptor about how people are unhappy in the camp. Yeah. Which important information could have been kind of. could have been this this long this long um and that that was really the moment that stood out to me I was like you're gonna love this spot I didn't um, read it uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie I you're like <laughs> you okay. told me that that happened and I would I read can I offer you some points and then I flipped five pages ahead and I started reading from when Baller talked again and I do not feel like I missed any information no no you you absolutely did not miss anything except that everyone's kind of. <laughs> That Perrin doesn't hold the esteem that he did because people think he slept with Fahil. Like, that's... With Berlin. Sorry, with mm, Berlin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah. Which, like... That that, that was it, yeah. the only information in those five pages. And I was like... Crooker. Okay. Thanks to uh, thanks for joining the Narcs. Uh, Cease Army says, but that's the best part. Those Perrin descriptions are awesome. I'm glad you think so. Hey, if they work for you, all the power. Yeah. But, like, that was five pages that could have... It's like a meeting that could have been an email. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the problem is all of the parent chapters could have been a page. The all like I you could convey all of the information from all three parent chapters in a single page easily. Uh, I don't think a single page, uh, especially if you want to do it with any kind of nuance. But I agree that it did, it could have been at least half or less the length that it was. Um, you know, I think that in parent section there there is a bunch that happens mm-hmm. uh, between him and Berlin and with the Dark House and the information that he finds out and then those interactions with the Aes Sedai. Oh, I'm, like, I'm I'm skipping over the dark. I'm skipping over the Dark Hound stuff. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 dark Hound. Once once the and and this is a lot of Robert Jordan stuff. Once the characters are like doing things, it does get interesting. Right. Yeah, it there's is, a lot of cool shit in here. It is just his tendency to want to write what every single person your character passes clothing mm-hmm. is. Before they can leave the camp. Like, he, <laughs> he literally d- keeps describing the Mayaner Lance's armor. Yeah. And I'm like, we, we, we know. know what it looks like. And he doesn't just, it's not like new things are happening to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I find it interesting when Robert Jordan is talking about how, like, the band of the Red Hand, how their outfits have changed to match Matt. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me. What isn't interesting is repeatedly describing the same piece of armor that hasn't changed because it's a uniform that they've been on the road with this guy for like months. Yeah, yeah. It's information we already have. Still being like, he wore his red helmet. And I'm like, I know. I know he did. I've been here the whole time. This is not a new character. This is not new information. At least the women change their dresses. How these women have so many dresses with them on the road? No fucking clue. Great question. There's a lot of silk in Randland. But there's also a lot of Shido in Randland. Um, But we'll get to that. Uh, But the, 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 the armor of the characters who have not changed their clothes since the many times we've spent with them is the one description that I'm like, I, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, that is one that definitely gets uh, yes, moon gives it. But how many plumes do they have? Exactly. How high does the lace go? We how need can to I know understand the book <laughs> if I don't know how many plumes are on his head? Truly. I feel, um, like I'm, I feel like I'm legitimately losing my mind a little bit reading these books. You're like, wait, didn't we already? No, we didn't. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. starting in the prologue. Glimmers um, of the pattern. Yes. The prologue of Crossroads of Twilight. Um, guys. It's long. 
This is a really interesting prologue. Yeah. If you know when it's going on. I didn't, so it became mostly confusing. Yeah. One, <laughs> one thing that we've definitely struggled with is the timeline mm-hmm. of when we're with these characters. Yeah. Um, I do think that having the moment with Rand and Nynaeve um, and them reacting to that helped with that. But the the prologue that doesn't that doesn't exist. There's there's none of that in there, so we yeah. don't actually know when. But uh, we start with um, a new character, which uh, we had brought up when we re- when we read the beginning of the last book mm-hmm. or the, of the next book two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, we met Rodel Iteralde, mm-hmm. um, and this this. This started out being, this was a lot of description to start. Mm-hmm. Once he gets into the, the little room there, though, this got really interesting really quick. Uh, yeah. Definitely not what I was expecting from this section. Yeah. Um, Because we haven't actually, we don't actually know a lot about Eridomen. At least I don't feel like I do. No, I don't feel like we know um, anything about it, You right? know, it's, it's a new... <sighs> A uh, new section, a new characters, new like piece of the world and piece of the puzzle that is yeah. being brought into the fray. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's cool. He's cool. This like whole plan that he has set mm-hmm. up, uh, very interesting. Do, uh, do I completely understand how it's gonna pay off? Uh, no, no, not hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm like, yeah, you you seem really smart. You seem like you know what you're doing. I'm excited to see how this plays out. Um. Yeah, I think that if we, if if the, if moments like this, if setup like this in the prologue in the past had come back to be interesting in the book that the prologue set it up before, mm-hmm. and like I had been conditioned by the author to know, oh, if it's in the prologue, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. The problem is that so often the prologues are not relevant to the books they're in. That, yes. like, I hope this comes back. Yeah. Because the idea here is really cool. Hey, the Sanchin will let people cross their borders. They're working with the Terraboners. You guys have Terraboner armor. Let us be Terraboners with you, and we can be Boner Bros. You know what I mean? And they can all Boner Bro together behind Sanchin lines and fuck shit up. I think, like, the, the, the concept of that is so cool. Mm-hmm. I, but, like, I've been burned by Robert Jordan before, so I'm like, it's so cool I will get excited when it comes back, yeah. but I'm not going to get excited until then. Yeah, yeah. Because sure. the, the, like 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 I said about the like world building versus storytelling, the the world building of this first part of the prologue is like 10 out of 10. What a cool concept. I could use a little fuel myself, you know what I mean? But we could all use a little change. And I think the Terraboners could use oh change more God. than anybody. And so I, I'm excited for the idea that this sets up. And I'm yes. just, next time we see the name Rodel Iteralde, I'm gonna get excited for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for right now, I'm just kind of like, okay, there's some there's some shenanigans going on. Yeah. Um, but he seems he seems cool. He seems like a badass. So. Yeah, he seems yeah. really awesome. I I love this idea that he has the Aradomans kind of arguing, but he knows that this plan isn't gonna work without the the fleet the, the you know the refugee terraboners. Yeah. And so I just I I think that that's a really interesting concept of he's going into this room. To meet people who are essentially with Masima, right? Who are following this, like, mentally not fully there dude. And yes. Oh, he's mad. Sh- struggling with the concept of, like, are they even going to accept this this white flag that I've presented? Are they going to let me parlay, if I can use the words of Jack Sparrow? And, oh, they, you know, they, they do. And, and I really appreciated, like, 
Because we've seen a lot of people give up on their honor yeah. in this series. We've seen, you know, the Shido have kind of thrown away any semblance of that. We've seen the a lot of Masima's men do the same. Yeah. Um, I, I was I, I liked seeing this story about these men who are following someone who I don't agree with. Yeah. You know, I think Masima yeah. not the best dude. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> but they're maintaining their honor here, and they're doing the right thing for their country. And you know, they they ultimately walk away with this very fragile piece that would be really interesting to read about when it comes back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Perry, well, thank you for that super duper chat. I would love for someone to break down what percentage of this series is description of people, clothing, or locations. Yeah. I hazard a guess that the series isn't nearly as hard to condense to that for TV as people assume. That's what we've been talking about. Yeah. Uh, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We when we first started the Eye of the World, we were like, I'm sorry, how many? How eight seasons? How? Literally how? Yeah. And now we're like, eight seasons? Yeah. yeah. The problem with adapting yeah. the Wheel of Time isn't actually eight seasons. The problem is money. <laughs> And uh, yeah. scope. But like the yeah. problem with the Wheel of Time isn't how do you tell the story in eight seasons? It's how do you convince Amazon to give you enough money to do it justice? Yeah. Because you need like Helm's Deep level scenes. Yeah. But the TV show does not have Helm's Deep level money. Yeah. And so I think like there's a real like I would almost want the show to do a memory of light as a movie to hopefully make its money back because it's like it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I think that if yeah. you had a if you had a boatload of money to pull this off, you can condense this series down. Yeah. But like you you the, the, it's it's so expensive. Like Dumai's Wells alone is a 50 million dollar shoot. Yeah. Dumai's Wells is more expensive than um Battle of the Bastards, right? Uh yeah. And they probably. shot that over 40 nights. Especially with the magic. Like yeah. No, it, it is. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Filming Dumai's Wells takes three months. Here's minimum, the other thing. Minimum three months. Here's the other thing. Even in a movie, I do not think you can properly capture the scale of the number of people in this world. There are 70,000 Shido. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Let's not get to that because I will start I will start popping off. Okay, yeah, If yeah, we start yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, the Shido yeah. right now, I we have to get to that chapter before we start talking yeah, about the Shido. Yeah, yeah, Okay, that's, that's fair. Because that's fair. <laughs> I am, um, I'm going to lose my mind about the number of Shido in this world. Yeah. So we get Valda. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's basically everything that happens with Rodell. He's super cool. Yeah. I love the really idea of him. I just, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see when he comes back. Yeah, um, for sure. Eamon Valda is still alive somehow. Good for him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Good for him. I sincerely hope Balwer gets to kill him. Yeah, me too. You know what? Like, I if anyone that. should get to stab that man in the ribs, mm-hmm. Balwer. Yeah. Who, I love Balwer. He's great. Like, I'm, like, deeply in love with that man. <clears throat> uh, Eamon Valda is, uh, <laughs> is just hanging out with some children of the light. Kind of. Yeah. Him and Asuno are just arguing about which direction to go. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, they're there. Yeah, pretty much. We do find out that um, I literally I wrote down mm-hmm. in my notes uh, white cloak bullshit. Mm-hmm. There's nine thousand of them. <laughs> that was my summary of this section. Um, that we find out Galad still a white cloak, still yeah, kicking around, but they don't give a shit about him anymore. Well, no, they they're, they're they don't like him at all because he's too charismatic. Yeah, yeah, that's a problem. It is. It is a problem. Yeah, yeah. Can't, can't go fucking around with no charisma. Yeah, you know, charisma is definitely his. Um, his stat, you know what I mean? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. I mean, like, he's also apparently, like, we've seen very good with the blade, I guess. He's oh, yeah, his dexterity, super high. Yeah, yeah, yeah Strength, super high. That, that, uh, wisdom, dump stat. 
I don't think he's stupid. No, he's not stupid. But he's not wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You can be a very, like, if you end up with the White Cloaks and you're a smart person, it's because your wisdom score is, you tanked it, right? Yeah. Because you're not wise enough to see that you're a part of the problem. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Um, He definitely got indoctrinated into the cult. um, And that's that's unfortunate because, you know, he's not a bad dude. Mm -hmm. At least that we've seen. I don't know. Maybe he comes back. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) Maybe. When was the last time we saw Galad? Uh, was it before, was it when they met, I think it was, this series is so long. The last that time we main saw characters. Galad was when he ran into Egwene and let them go. Egwene, no, 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 Elaine. Egwene. Elaine. Oh, Elaine and I need. Elaine and, and I need. Yeah, yeah, when they were with like the, which one? before they joined the circus. Yes, yes. That was book five, maybe, question mark. Holy shit, we have not seen him in so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just been mentions of him because we get more we had more gay stuff. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Matthew, thank you so much for the super chat. We have not seen Galad in half of the series we've read so far. I know, I know. Um, as much wow. as I want to see live action, the series would be much more appropriate as animated. A thousand percent. We agree. Uh, especially when interacting with the world of dreams. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how the hell they're gonna do Telegram. I would Riyadh. love if Telran Riyadh was animated. If, like, when they step into Teleran Riyadh, the weird lighting is just, it's animated. That would be very funny. And it looks normal to them, but we can see that it's animated, and that's how we know it's Teleran Riyadh. If they, uh-huh. if, if, if there was, like, a real ballsy creative behind the show, something like that could happen, based on the way that the first season shot, I don't, I don't think, think so. that's the kind of creativity they're playing with. No, um, yeah, yeah, but that, that would be fun. No, 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 not quality of creativity, I just mean, like, kind. Yeah, yeah. The show did not feel very visually, um... It didn't feel like they were playing with visuals a lot. It, no. it felt very shot like television. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I would love if they go into Teller and Riyadh and it's it's all just like a very like cool animation style, like arcane, like like something different and, and unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they're not doing that because they, <clears throat> you know, we've seen what the dream world looks like, and they didn't. I don't. I don't feel like they really did that much with it. But if it was animated in a way that they all looked like they were like crochet or something, so that it was like the pattern, like the weaving of the pattern. There would be a really cool way to do Teller and Riyadh as this sort of place that feels made of fabric. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, no, I I, I dig it. Uh, William Reese, thank you for that super chat. A lot will depend on the ratings for season two. Yeah. How much money they get. I don't know. They've already greenlit season three, so I feel like season two and three together. Yeah, but I do think that, like, if a lot of people do not watch season two, then season three will have less money. I think people are going to watch it. People are watching, people are picking, here's the thing, people are picking up Wheel of Time. Rings of Power got people to pick up Wheel of Time. Mm -hmm. Like, I I think people are going to give season two a chance if it ever comes out. Maybe. I hope so. Um, If it ever comes out. I think it's coming. Um, August. Uh, Yeah, sure. I'm just excited that it kind of looks like we might be done reading the series before season two comes out, so we won't have to take a break in book club for the series. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So, uh, yeah, Valda, they want to kill all the witches. Uh, the, 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 nothing really happens. It's just conversation. Uh, then yeah. we cut over to Gabrielle. Uh, and uh, Gabrielle, Tovain, and Loghain are having a little horseback ride. It's a little yeah. cute little uh, Going moment Going for a in the jaunty woods. saunter. And uh, this is where I got excited. I was like, oh, we're going to see the moment in the Black Tower where the like Loghain no longer feels um, the taint on side in. Mm-hmm. And I got excited. And then that didn't happen. Uh, they just, they, they go for a ride. Um, and we find out that uh, Mazram Taim is teaching lessons uh, to Ashaman who do not have any Aes Sedai bonded to them. 
because they're bad guys. They're all dark and friends. <laughs> Loghain doesn't want to be part of them because Loghain doesn't like Mads from Tame. And he's, um, he's sus, definitely sus. And then some. Then they go recruiting. Some little guy com- comes along and is like, "Heh, fuck you." And and Loghain is like, "All right, to war." And that is basically this section. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because it's like. Oh, Loghain, are you fucking both of them? And Loghain is like, what did you just say to me? Yeah. We're turning on Mazum Tame. Nuh-uh, I'm not having none of that. And I'm like, Loghain, you are doing that, though. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This yeah, this is about to get spicy. <laughs> You're upset about your own actions here. Yeah. Not both of them, obviously. But, like, it's not like it's not like Loghain is innocent in this. Yeah. Also, like, the whole, like, Gabrell, like, thinking that she might love mm. Loghain was very, very uncomfy. <laughs> yeah. Don't like it. I don't like it. Don't like it. Uh, do you think? No. I was saying, like, do you think when they cleanse the taint, it could, like, cleanse this bond to make it less weird? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I just want... Uh, I, I, I I like Loghain as a character. I think he's interesting, and yes. I want to like him, but the, the, like, the nature of this situation with these two Aes Sedai is so weird. Yeah, I know. And, like uncomfortable in terms of storytelling that I don't want to, I like, I I want them to figure out a way to make me not feel like this is just bad. Yeah. 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 I don't know if, uh, if that's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just very uncomfy because here's the, here's the thing. If Robert Mm -hmm. Jordan had never introduced the warder compelling thing, this, this would be far less weird. Far less weird. But the fact that, like, I don't know if their actions, thoughts, or feelings are their own. Or a projection or compulsion from Loghain. Like, I just, I I can't know that for sure. And she can't know that for sure. It's like, okay, if you've played The Witcher. Yes. Remember how Yennefer is like, I don't know if I love you because of this stupid wish thing. Yes. It's, It's the same thing. I can't read this and know that what is happening is actually, like her true thoughts and feelings uh, because mm-hmm. I know that there is a possibility that it is not. And so that's why it's very weird for me to read. Yeah, um, and because it's so unclear, it's left up to us. And so I think that for some people who don't make any sort of assumption about it, it's probably not as uncomfortable. Yeah, like I want to believe that Loghain is a good person. He yeah. seems like he cares about them in a humane way and like that is all g- fine and dandy. But that question... Mm-hmm. It, it, it still lingers there. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's a little uncomfy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's also just not important. Like, it, it is weird to bring up this, like, massive consent issue and, like, this very weird story in something that doesn't have any plot to it yet. Well, and I don't know if it's going to be important or a discussion, really. And so, I, yeah. I, I hope, I, I'm sure that Loghain has glory above his head or whatever in Min's vision. So yeah. I'm sure it will come back. But up until now, the only thing that's happened is that they've just kind of hung out at the Black Tower. And they haven't interacted with anybody else. They haven't had any goals. Like, I don't know what Loghain wants. I don't know what Tovain wants. Like, none of these characters have desires other than Tovain and Gabriel don't want to be bonded to Loghain. Mm-hmm. That is the only sort of character motivation in this story. The other thing as well is I think that I would feel differently if this part was from Loghain's perspective. And if we get Loghain's perspective, I think that that will help um, in terms of these like weird relationships. If, if you, that's what you want to call it that. But like, 
Yeah, it's just it's just a little bit weird. I but. don't even need that. I need I, I need these plot lines to start having plot. Like I need I need the like side questing to start at least if you're gonna cut away to these characters, give them motivations so that I can get on board with what they're doing. But like that's also why I wish it was from Logan's perspective, so that we knew what was going on with the Black Tower and why they're leaving. Like we just kind of know that things are happening. But we don't really get to understand it yet, and well, and that gets in, uh, we will, I think. That gets into a lot of the the plot lines here because we get um uh we'll get to it, but Dira gets stabbed off yes. off panel, yes, and they show up after it happens, and then um the brain gets stabbed off panel, yeah, we show up and find out that it happens, yeah. Um, there there's a lot of that in this book of not showing us the action, but rather showing us characters coming up after it's happened and being like, I wonder who did that. And then cutting to a different perspective of somebody else coming up on something that has already happened and being like, I wonder what happened here. And then cutting to another perspective. And so rather than be in the moment with characters doing things, Mm -hmm. a lot of the the reading, especially in the prologue, is characters either talking about things that are happening somewhere else Mm -hmm. or talking about things that have just happened that they don't know what happened. And they're like, we're going to investigate this thing that that the reader didn't get to read happened. Yeah, I do wish we had been in a few more um, active situations, I, yeah. I think, is is what it is. Yeah, no, 100%. But, um, yeah, so they, they go. They go off. and Loghain uh, wants to start recruiting. Yeah. he wants to run away from Asmodeen. Well, Which, and I also think fair. that he wants to have some people who are, like, lo- loyal to him. Like, he wants to... He, want, he wants some people who are loyal to him. Uh, we're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, but we we were with two eyes to die first. Uh, yeah, I, I I do want to point out uh, about Logan leaving though. Okay. Uh, is that uh, Tovain and Gabrell are like we have to go with him. I, I like this idea that they're like no, like we can't know what he's up to if we're not there. Yeah, and so yeah, they're yeah. like they're 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 still conniving within this prison that they're in in a yeah. way that uh, Gabrell and Tovain are somewhat interesting characters. Um, I, I hope we get to know them. You know you know, outside of just, like, mentions in a prologue. Like, I would like to spend yeah. a little bit more time with them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the other thing that's weird about this is Mazram Tames Ashaman did not bond Aes Sedai, and they're the ones we know are evil, and so it is weird that only the evil Ashaman haven't done the thing that I have the biggest problem with in the storyline. Uh, yeah, it is weird. But they can't <clears> risk, <throat> like, the Aes Sedai knowing that they're dark friends, right? Cause... Except that the bond, they can tell them to do it. They could literally force the women to be dark friends based on how the bond between men and women work. <clears throat> that's what's yeah. weird about it to me. yeah it is it is weird they probably think they're like superior that they're like too good for it or whatever but uh, it doesn't matter we don't need women yeah yeah probably uh <laughs> yukiri we cut over to yukiri she's in the white tower uh this is i i want everything else to stop in the entire series and i just want a straight up book about the investig I want the Nancy Drew investigation stories of these girls in the White Tower because this shit is fascinating to me. Yeah. The the idea that they're okay, so you have these two Aes Sedai who are investigating for dark friends and for rebels at uh-huh. the same time. Uh-huh. They know some of them. Uh-huh. Like this should there's like a whole Benoit Blanc glass onion knives out story taking place in the freaking White Tower right now and we get so little of it. And I'm like, no, hang out here. I want to I want to hang out with these ladies as they like search for clues and and like figure this out. Yeah. Instead of just getting like a conversation in a hallway where they tell each other the things they've already figured out. Well, yeah. And and there was definitely a lot of and then we walked past this person and then we walked past this person. Um but um 
um, there was uh, one thing that I wanted to mention that in more than one of these POVs, yeah. there was mentions of birds flying overhead, and I don't know if that is actual birds or if that's supposed to be the Sanchen metaphor for the rockin'. Because I, I no, wrote, the rockin' would be fine this far. I don't. All I'm saying is that I noticed it in a few of the POVs in the the uh, prologue. And I feel like there's a reason for it if it's, if, that I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't catch that. Uh-huh. If it's birds, it's the Dark One's ravens. I don't think that it's... Mm. I don't think that... Forgot he had the ravens. The rockins don't look like birds. From, I thought you, from like way, way, way high up, you couldn't really tell. They're... Because here's the thing. One of them is like, I can't remember who it is, but one of them is like, maybe that's an eagle. Oh, I think it's Gabrielle. It's like, maybe that's an eagle, but I've never been great with like birds. And eagles are big. Which is why I'm like, rockin' just really high up, question mark, maybe? The rockins would have to be flying so far out of Abu Dhar with no yeah. resupply that I just, I don't think yeah. they would risk it. I don't know. Like, yeah. that's like hundreds of miles. I'm just, like, to me, like, a raven and an eagle are very different sizes. So I was like, that wasn't my first thought. But I, I genuinely, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't, I, I feel like tactically that would be really dumb on the Sanchin part. Only because... The if you ch- got caught. <laughs> well, and, and the chances of them getting shot down is not zero. And if they do, you never know what happened to them. Like, I, I just feel like in terms of the, the way that they've been expanding thus far has not seemed as penetrative. It's been more like taking land as they take it. But like, because we, we've had POV of the Sanchen saying that there aren't a lot of rockin'. And so I just think that they wouldn't risk. It's true. The rockin' are very valuable, but it depends on, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking it's possible. How much information could they get from that high up? Because they can't, what, uh, what, what would they be able to know? You can scope landscapes and large armies, right? You know where the major cities are. Yeah. Because their maps and stuff are going to be completely wrong. Uh, they, they honestly might just be like sending rockin' super duper high up to not even like spy, but just to make a map. Um, Sea Army says scouting with your Air Force is stupid. What? No, I'm saying that like Rockin can only fly like Rockin aren't planes, right? Like they they they're, they're only gonna be able to fly a certain period, and they need to be supplied and 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 fed and taken care of, and they're in short supply. So I think that flying them three countries over, I, I just I don't know I don't know that that would be the best use of Tarvalon is far. Like yeah. it's not like the it's not like they're near Tarvalon because no, in order to at, get to Tarvalon they're not at Tarvalon. They were with uh, they were the Black it, Tower, Camelin. And they were with what's his face in the first chapter near Arid. Oh, sorry, we were just in so the curious point of view. So I thought you were saying that. that sorry, came up no, here. I was saying previously there were oh, two instances. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, it was not in this section. That is my bad. They're not at the White Tower. They're at Camelin, and they would be near Arid Domen, which we already know the Sanchen are at. See, those two places I could buy. Yeah, yeah. Those two places I could absolutely buy. I Tarvalon yeah. is Tarvalon is too far north for me to buy the rock and having flown all the way up there and back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. Camelin, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're Camelin is like. Probably two. They probably we have, have a map. <laughs> we have a map. I forgot about that. It will go up on the wall eventually. Yeah, we haven't figured out how to hang it yet because it's actually really heavy. Okay, so if they're in Ebu Dar, right, which is there. Yeah. For them to be in, like, for Rockin to be up in Tarvalon seems crazy. That is a lot, but how? But even point... Andor, like, even over here, the, you're saying that the Rockin would have flown over Altara and Mirindi. But they've got the, like all Kaelin's of this. Here. Yeah, I mean, they've got they've got a big chunk of of, of land, right? Because there's Terabon, right? Like, 
Tenchi, like this is this is kind of like Sanchin territory almost. This so, is great po- for the podcast listeners. I'm so sorry that we're doing so this visual representation with the map. No, I, I believe they could be in Andor, but you're right. I think Tarvalon might be like too far. But mm-hmm. yeah, you just brought it up in the Tarvalon section. I was like, there's no way Rock can have flown all the way no, up here. That was my bad. No, 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 you're good. You're we good. We have props today. That's interesting. Yeah, I just I I it happened twice. Which is why I was like, oh, I think this is intentional. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying now. I actually yeah. find that really interesting. Mm-hmm. It, it is interesting. Yeah, having the map makes things so interesting because I keep thinking that, like, the pro, the first prologue, Rodel, is, like, somewhere down here near Ebudar. Oh, yeah, But no. he's up here. Yeah. <laughs> he's so far away from Ebudar. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they're coming up this way, right? And Well, and this stop. is Terabon, like, because the, the, they have this fully taken. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. That's fun. I, I could see Rockin' and Andor. Yes. Yes. Rockin' and Andor is um, going to be the name of my rock and roll Wheel of Time album. Rockin' and Andor. Uh, sorry, y'all. Uh, th- that was our aside for the moment. Back to Tarvalon. Um, yeah, so uh, Yukiri, uh, they basically just are like having a conversation in a hallway. Yeah. <laughs> Using yeah, the curves of the White Tower to, to hide their conversation. I know. Um, th- this... <laughs> Here, here's the thing about this section. Mm-hmm. The Tarvalon section right now is the most interesting story to me, mm-hmm. other than what is going on with Rand after the cleansing of the taint. Mm-hmm. But we don't get to talk about that this week. Um, and so, this was great, mm-hmm. but not. An, this was like a tease at something I want so much of that I almost was like, when this ended, I was like, no, no stay here, come back. This is really. This is so good. Yeah, stay yeah. here. Like it's so little of a good thing. Uh-huh. And then we cut to, like, Gawain hanging out in a barn. And I was like, fuck off. Go back to Tarvalon. I don't care. <laughs> See, I was interested because I've been like, what the fuck happened to Gawain? And um, apparently nothing really interesting. They're just hanging around outside of Tarvalon. No, but that is that is 100% my point. Is yeah. I was like, no, go back. <laughs> although, although we do know that the army has arrived. Yeah. And that there are Aes Sedai who are, like, stuck outside the White Tower. Yes. And that this is a problem. And that's, that's about it. I think. Yeah. Did I write down anything interesting in that? Um, no. But we do know the name of one of the Black Aja, <laughs> Lariset. So I'm sure that will James come back. Ross, James Ross says, of course, African rockin are non-migratory. Are you making a, a <laughs> not like Brian, what, a Holy Grail joke? Because oh. that's very funny. <laughs> My God. Ah, uh, that's very funny. Uh, yeah. Oh, I put a star next to this. It says Katarine is there. Which one is Katarine again? Because I was like, we've seen this name before. Sure. I d- honestly, I don't know. Okay. Well, there, we're, there's going to be a few characters in this that I'm like, is this person someone important that we've met before? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, she was at Dumais Wells. Okay, that's what I thought, but I can't remember which side. Oh, she she was uh, one of Aleda's. Right, 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 right. Okay, thank you. I was like, I've seen this name. I know it matters. Okay, thank She's you. She's in the White Tower? I thought she was stuck outside of the White Tower. You are, oh, you're in the Gawain point of view. Yes, in the Gawain point of view. Oh my God, we're we're in different places. I apologize. In, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. You're jumping around today, you're like. I have notes that are not the best. <laughs> gotcha, 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 okay. Oh my god, um, yeah. So now, so now so where so in the White Tower? No, yes, really quickly. Yes, I just yes, want to yes. point out that 
Um, Sean and Serene yes. are talking in this section. We're going to uh-huh. get to Sumitsu. We're going to get to the Sochelle. The other S names. We're going to get to... Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we know that uh, the, the one thing that we learned here is Atuan uh, Lariset. Black is Aja. the name of, yeah, she's a yellow. Definitely a Black Aja confirmed. Yeah. Very sus, very sus. Uh, and so uh, they, they are they are finding things out. I just wish that we could be with them when they find them out. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just wish we could be there for the mystery. Yeah. Instead of just kind of being there for the reveals. Yeah. It kind of feels like I keep watching the end of a game of Clue. Uh, we're, we see the beginning of a game of Clue and yeah. the end of a game of Clue, and we don't get the middle of the game of Clue very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's I, fair. And I would kind of like to see that more. Well, and we we know that, like, all the, like, heads of the Aja or the sitters or whatever are all, like, everyone's conspiring against one another. Like, the White Tower is about to implode. Mm-hmm. Like, they are so screwed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so then we do cut to Gawain. He's like sleeping in a barn with um, uh, his first lieutenant, Rajar. Uh, Rajar is just a cool name. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, he finds out that some Aes Sedai have come into this weird little village that he's in south of Tarvalon. And he's, uh, Gawain, you know, he wants to be in Camelin to help his sister because yeah. he thinks she's probably there by now. Um, but is he going to go there? Probably not. Um, probably not. So Catherine uh, Al Rudin and Tarnaf. Fair have arrived to talk to Narenwin. Uh, they are red Ajas. Yes. Or one, uh, at least Katarina is. We also know that she's black. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's she's evil. And yeah. Yeah. Bad person. Uh, we find out that there are orders from Aleda. Don't find out what those are. Right. Yes. Um, yes. We don't find that out. There's there's pressing tower in the business. We don't know what that is. Um, I'm assuming that it's they need to tell Aleda what happened at Dumai's Wells. No idea. I would assume, maybe. I maybe. Don't know. Um, and then uh, we find out that there are orders for Gawain as well. Um, we don't, but find, we don't out find out what they what are. Those are either, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, we do find out though that um, we uh, Narenwin tells Gawain that Elaine yeah. is with the rebels outside of Tarvalon, which we know isn't true. Um, oh, does he say that? I think I might have missed that. Sorry. Yeah, she she says that um and that Elaine won't be punished for being one of the rebels. Oh yes, yes, yes. Because she's right. a novice, um and yes. that's all of that's wrong. So uh, yeah, you fucked up. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's Do fun. you think that Gawain goes looking for Elaine, finds Egwene, and she bonds him as her warder? Uh, maybe. I feel like that's the most the logical. Because here's the thing. Um, we know that Egwene does not have the numbers that she wants, but they're marching anyway. So mm-hmm. if if Gawain and the younglings join them. I mean, um, it's weird because the the younglings. I don't know if they really understand what's going on or if they just follow Gawain. Um, mm. But they they could definitely really help out. That would be good. However, I think that that's too straightforward. <laughs> so I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, uh, Arzu Kashefapur says, "Stay patient with RJ you. as he sets up all his dominoes. When mm-hmm. he finally topples them, we go full throttle all the way to Memory of Light. It just it makes this seem really worth it. It just uh, I don't get as annoyed by this book on a reread." I appreciate That's fair. That. That's I, fair. I'm not annoyed. I'm I'm just like I'm I am a little bored. Yeah, yeah. I'm not particularly yeah. interested in anything. It's all it's a lot, it's just a lot of information. Totally. And I honestly the the energy of keeping track of it in order to feel like I'm going to remember it when it comes up later yeah. is a little bit exhausting considering the avalanche of like names and places that are so unrelated to one another that it's hard to keep them in like yeah, and people have talked about using the Wheel of Time Compendium and how, like, helpful it is. But at the same time, like, I I, I don't, this sounds, like, too hoity-toity, but, like, 
I want an experience of just reading the books yeah. to see what my impression is with the with what Robert Jordan gave us in, in the books and then Brandon Sanderson. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I, I could definitely use the, the compendium, I think, to to um, lay things out and, and have and have the webs connect a little easier. But also like I would like to be able to do that by just reading the books as well. And I think if you have to have a compendium, that is a little bit weird. So I've been I've been trying to refrain from it. I don't think the sense? compendium would exist if, if it, it was easier. wasn't necessary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't think that there is a. Well, uh, Game of Thrones probably has one somewhere, but yeah. Yeah. But also, like, is anyone going to make the compendium until Game of Thrones is done in twenty eighty six? It's a. It'll it'll be finished at some point in Brandon Sanderson's lifetime. <laughs> Yeah. Um so we cut to Davram Bashir. Yes. Our boy Bashir. This 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 chapter to me was this point of view was so hard to read and it's not Robert Jordan's fault. I had the most dyslexic moments. We were uh-huh. we were sitting next to each other. I was in my chair and she was on the couch and th- there were like four points during Davram Bashir's section where I, my brain short-circuited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one sentence I had to read like six times to understand what was happening cuz I couldn't figure out. I just like I, I don't know what was happening. Yeah, it was, that was so, funny. I got to this point of view and my brain collapsed because I was like, where is this happening? Mm-hmm. What, who's fighting who right now? Yeah. Nobody's fighting anybody. No. There are people that he sees the siege outside of Camelin that was yes. set up at the end of the last book. Yes, 100%. Um, and the, the there's a, a fight kind of, but not like a fight where like, you know, Elaine has told the people in the city that they're welcome to leave mm-hmm. and, and you know, go off on their own and good luck to you. And uh, so these people left late and then the army was, like, taking all their stuff. And then the and then the guards came out from the city to kind of scare them off, which was, like, kind of a weird interaction. So there wasn't, like, actually, like, fighting, but there's definitely a lot of tension there and they're setting up to siege Camelin. Um this this got into like a weird thing though, because we have not seen Davron Bashir yeah, in a while. since the battle with the Sanchin in the mountains. And I was like, why is he here? Um Like, I don't really understand what's going on here. In that Elaine told them to leave, right? Every all of Rand's people, he she told them to leave Andor. And so they went to a hill outside the city to watch. That's actually a good question. I actually don't know. But like Davram, did 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 Rand teleport him back to Andor at some point that I'm not remembering? Back to Andor. I, I don't know. Maybe they haven't like fully left. No, no. He, yeah. Davram was in the mountains fighting with Rand. Yes, yes. And then I guess yes, they all teleported out of the mountains. Correct. To to I guess different Andor. places because when we get the Samitsu, when we get Samitsu's point of view next, Weramon is in Kyrian. So did Rand just like teleport people all over the like? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I guess I just I was I th- this this point of view was the most confusing to me because it's been so long since we've seen Davram, yeah, and he wasn't here. That the fact that he got teleported back to Andor and decided to get uh, not decide he got kicked out of Camelin, and then he I guess went get, to a hill to watch. I guess they got kicked out of the city. I thought they got kicked out of like Andor. So then when, they were, when they were there, I was a little bit confused. But yeah, okay, so they left the capital. Well, and then gotcha. the, they say that, like, Davram is, like, on the road to Tarvalon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Davram's going to meet up with Egwene. And no, they're just on the road just outside of Camelin that is the road to Tarvalon. Yeah. And so I was so confused because, like, how can he see Camelin from Tarvalon? Yeah. But no, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, then not not much happens there. Then he goes back he, to the camp. There's a few interesting things though. And, um, oh, they can't help because Elaine doesn't want them to help. Yes. Um, because she only wants her and/or people to fight because that matters. Um, yeah, it matters to the people. And uh, the Aiel with him really want to just kill people. Uh, and based on how this ends, I think they're gonna have the opportunity. Yeah, um, I, I have a feeling. I got a feeling. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Dira is almost killed. We know that um Aramilla is the one who's leading this. Oh yes, the person who's yeah. contending for the instead of which apparently the is, other two uh, uh whatever. Yeah, which names apparently are. is like weird. Yeah. Apparently that's like very very strange. So either there's some dark friend bullshit where the dark one is like commanding them or oh, I, th- I th- yes yeah, and that's with that's, with the all of the plotting that we heard in Camelin, they're trying to take Andor. Yeah, they that the dark friends are trying to take Andor, and Elaine is the is the bastion in the way of that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm worried that we're gonna lose Andor. I'm worried we're gonna lose Caitlyn. Like I'm worried that Elaine, no, and and I think it's gonna be Elaine's fault. What I think is gonna happen is that Elaine is going to be so adamant about not, about help. not getting help from the outside. Yeah. That the dark friends are going to crush Andor, and that that's gonna be like that would suck. Yeah, it would suck. That would really suck. I, granted, it's a Robert Jordan book. She probably doesn't lose, but the it would be interesting. Yeah. Narratively. Yeah, I just don't know. God, how would you, like, recover from that? That's the thing, is I think Elaine has to win, excuse me, Andor. Otherwise, Elaine, I don't think, will ever be queen. And... We just, be, be, it's, the only reason I think that this is going to happen is because, oh, I don't think Elaine's queen. I don't think Andor exists, right? And the mm. only reason for that is because of the the accepted trial. Where we saw a Gwen in a destroyed Andor, Camelin, yeah, uh, yeah, destroyed Camelin, yeah. finding Rand. Like I think that there's going, I think that Rand is going to be pushed away to the point where he shows up too late to save Camelin because Elaine has this idea in her head that she has to do it herself, mm-hmm. and that that is going to lead to like the downfall of this country, or or maybe not the country, but the city, right? Yeah, because. She, and we'll get that, like, whatever that battle is that happens there where Rand gets hurt. Yeah. I think that because Elaine, or because Egwene seems to have some kind of foretelling, right, through her dream, we haven't had her, she hasn't had a dream vision in a long time, but True. there was a period in these books where she did. Yeah. I think that we're going to get to the point where we find out that her visions in her accepted trial were more foretelling than other people's are because the like Terangriel interacted with her natural foretelling ability mm. and that that moment with Rand and Camelin is like a hundred percent happens. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it definitely seemed like it was, it, it, it was like some kind of prediction or metaphor or something that happens later on, so we'll we'll find out. But here's the thing: she literally became the Amarlin seat, and Aleda literally put her on put her on trial. Like yeah. the, like all of the other visions, not in the exact way. She hasn't been taken captive in the White Tower. Yeah, which might happen, but she like she is wanted by Aleda and the Reds. That like the the call for her head has gone out. Yeah, she is the Amarlin seat. Every one of her visions has come 100% true, or not, like, 97% true. Yeah. And so the idea that... And so now that we have, like, Andor's in trouble... Yeah. We know that the Dark Friends are there. Yep. So the Forsaken are involved, and Egwene has a vision of Rand in a destroyed Camelin. Like, I I just think Camelin's fucked. Yeah, I am a little bit worried for Camelin as well. 
Um, I don't. I honestly don't know how it's all going to go down mm-hmm. because I, I think that they need Kamlin. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it does not bode well for our main characters. Um, Bashir gets back to the camp. His wife was stabbed. Yeah, was attacked. And she fucked and she's up those guys. The fucking ballinest fucking fine. person. She's like, "Why are you helping me go?" There? I told you to go find them. Oh, I love yeah. you. She's great. She, no, she's she's fantastic. Um, yeah, their their relationship is <laughs> fascinating to me. Uh, and then and then the POV ends with something with, with like my frustration with Robert Jordan's writing sometimes, which is that Bashir sends Tamad to hey, remember that guy who came to talk to me earlier? Go get him and bring him back. Thanks. Yeah, and I'm like. Why? Because it's a tease on a tease. Who killed Dira is the tease I care about. Yeah. And then to like end it with another tease that has no, there's no evidence. Like there's nothing for me to figure out, right? Yeah. It's just a teasing sentence. And you're like, stop teasing me. Yeah. So with so many different things in the same POV. Yeah. Like just say who came and visited you earlier. But this like that person who came to visit me earlier, you know where they are. I know. It's like, guys. I was like, fuck off. Come on. Oh, I get it. You want like it, it's it's like J.J. Abrams mystery box problem. Like I I like I I don't need everything to be a mystery. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I get that. Especially when the interesting in the mystery of who killed or who stabbed Dira is already there and it's super interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't care who came to visit you earlier because I don't know what that's in reference to. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of like, what does that mean? I have no idea. <laughs> and so you like take the air out of the mystery that you set up. That's cool. Who stabbed Dira and who's after you? Yeah. And you like. You put a hat on a hat. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't care about that. Who stabbed Dira? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then it it, it, it comes back to later uh, that... Um... <laughs> Berserker says, Asmodian stabbed Dira. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> that would that would be the funniest thing in the world. Uh, yeah, and then we find out later that d- there's the whole attack on Debrain thing. So getting into that POV, we're in... Samitsu! Kyrian. Yeah. Yes. We got more S names. This is the person who I thought was the Aes Sedai that died at Shadar Lagoth. Oh. Remember how I was like, oh, this is like the like great healer girl? Yeah, no. No. This is the great healer girl. Right. Um No one's ever been <clears> better. <throat> Except for many people. Uh well. <laughs> and she lets you know about it in this chapter. She is wildly jealous of Damar. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, can you do that healing thing that he did? And the, the guy, what, Carl? Carl's like, uh no. I don't heal. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so yeah, so we get two eyes that eye, and we get uh, a few pages of them not liking each other and kind of sizing each other up. Um, yeah. Which I, I guess you can't have eyes that eye in the same room without that happening. Um, yeah. This this is fascinating. The the idea that Seychelle helped kidnap Rand, uh-huh. got stilled, came back from being stilled because yes. of is it? It's not Damar. I'm thinking of the football player who is is awake. They took his breathing tube out this morning. Hey. Oh, good. Yeah, Demar Hamlin, y'all. I don't know if you don't, if you follow football like me. It's been a tough week. Um, it's been very emotional. Uh, he uh, he's up. He's he's speaking, uh, which is huge. Dahmer. Oh my God, that's gonna mess me up. Yep. Da- <clears> yeah. <throat> Flynn. Flynn. I got Demar on the mind, y'all. Flynn. I've been thinking about him all week. We'll go with um, Flynn. Flynn. Yeah. Let's say Flynn. Uh huh. Uh, but no, good news. It's 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 a very good day that uh, Damar is good. Yes. Um, I, it really messed me up this week, and I, I'm very happy about it. Yeah. Because um, that hurt. But, uh, yeah, so Flynn, um, 
she's jealous of Flynn, which is fun. Yes. And Sechelle comes in, mm-hmm. and she's, like, got this position with the wise women now because... She swore to Rand. Yeah, yeah, but, like, the, I... What is it about the three that were still that came back? The, the wise ones are being overly nice to th- those three in particular. Well, because the wise ones didn't punish the ones who were still mm. because they believed that that was like as punished and shamed as they could possibly be. So I feel like they've atoned. Oh, like their level of like toe is yes. so okay. They That's have, interesting. They have paid off their atonement for their deeds, um, which is why I think that the wise ones are on a more equal playing field like not playing field um but i i don't know status i guess that's interesting i um, hadn't i hadn't thought about that but i really like that view of it where it, it is not it has nothing to do with them it is it is about the wise ones they had the cultural ultimate, understanding of the moment yeah. yeah they had their ultimate punishment and uh, you know something that is like absolutely horrific and so the wise ones were like well they've atoned for their misdeeds Cool. Um, I so like that. So they're Gucci. Yeah, basically. I think. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Um, and so Sashel, Sashel, but whatever. Sasha. Fucking ass names. <laughs> uh, no, don't say Sasha because there's probably a Sasha there in these is, books, and then we're what? gonna get even more confused. You're right. Sashel. Uh, Sashel uh, is. It kind of takes charge here because uh, there's an Ogier in the kitchens. Yeah. I thought you'd like to know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so they go. Uh, so she walks in the Samitsu. Is it? It's mm-hmm. like, well, I can't run and get ahead of her, so I have to just follow her. Like, but Sechelle walks with, like, big strides, and so she's, like, scurrying along. Trying to look like she's walking, but she's, it's very... I was reminded of that TikTok, uh, the, like, ha-ha-ha TikTok, with the weird, like, person, you put your face on the dress that's, like, scurrying yeah, 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 down yeah, yeah. the hallway. Before we get to that, really quickly, um, Ali, uh, Alil Riatin... yeah. Uh, is, wants to take over, because Torem is dead. But they don't know that yet. He's just missing, but, like, we know he's dead. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring yeah. that up to help me remember. Torum yes. died Torum in died. formatting. Yes. Yeah. And Ailil is is gunning for it. And Samitsu is like, no. But Sachelle is like, yes. So whatever they... Wh- however they resolve that, I guess, is whoever has the bigger penis. I mean, the bigger power. Um, the bigger Tarangriel? Yeah. It it honestly just feels like a fucking big dick competition between all the Aes Sedai, and it's... Yes. I, uh, mm-hmm. We're ten books in. <laughs> yep. Still the same. Uh, and so there is an Ogier in the kitchens with Carl. And, Carl! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl, where's your mother? Jesus. Carl! Uh, no. Yeah, so uh, we find out that um, there's some, like, random Ogier who we've never met before. Psych! It's fucking loyal. The boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. We are back. Finally. Oh my god, I fucking miss loyal yeah. so much. As soon as they were as soon as they were like there's weird bulges in his pockets. I'm like, "Oh, it's loyal in his pockets." Yeah, like, <laughs> of course it is. Of course. Oh my god, this was like I was like clapping. I was like Dancing, I was Finally. like, he's back. It's yeah. been like three books. Yeah, so Carl and Loyal went to go seal off the ways. Which they mostly which did. Which they mo yes. Yeah. They 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 need to tell Rand that they pretty much did that. Which yes. means that they didn't completely do that. So we'll see what those consequences are gonna be. But before we can get too much further with that, someone is in the kitchen and is like, oh my god, you guys. Dobrain has had his head chopped off. Uh, and so they run up to Dobrain, uh-huh. who uh, has been stabbed multiple times. But Samitsu is the best healer. Yeah. And so he's he's good. 
He might be. He might be good. Yeah, and so he someone die, someone so. was trying to rob him and tried to kill him. Um. Yeah. What was the note that was in the pocket? What did that say? Do you remember? It was. It was a note from Dobrain. Um. A, it was a note to Dobrain from Rand. Yes. Allowing them to take stuff out of his rooms. They would know what it was. Wait, from Rand? Wasn't it like from the Dragon Reborn? Or they have like the permission of the Dragon Reborn to take whatever out of my rooms. Uh, shit, I should have wrote that's, this. That's like what, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, they like, they, they have the like word of the Dragon Reborn allowing them to do whatever they want. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, oh. And it's here. like from Dobrain. I might command the bears. Oh no, it's from Dobrain. Yeah, I have to remove certain items which I would know from my apartments, take them out of Sun Palace, make them private That's... of my rooms, um, keep silent, and the name of the Dragon Reborn. So do you know what the items are? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason I was worried it was like the the male Adam, but I don't see how that would be possible. I have I, I have no idea. I don't know what Dobrain has, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a shell, or sorry, um, S S Samitsu thinks that it's like a forgery? Yeah. I, I don't think it's real. It's a fake to try and get into his. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I just wasn't sure what the, this item was and whether or not they got it. Mm hmm. So I'm, honestly, I'm very confused. What? Yep. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I just love that I was like, this is what's in the letter. And you're like, okay, okay, let me find it. Well, no, I, I, thought, I thought there was something more to it. Like, I thought I was, like, missing a part of it. But, um. No, no it was I exactly just, what I said. Yeah. Uh, and then that's it. That's it. That's the end of the, that's, that's the prologue. It took us an hour and 13 minutes to get through the longest prologue in the series. Yeah, nobody's surprised. Yeah. That's it. That, it's a lot, it's a bunch of mysteries that, like, I Oh, hope yeah, wait, who is Rosara? No idea. No idea? Okay. I was like, do I just forget the name or? Right. That was the other thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll figure that out at some point in the next next book, maybe. Maybe not this book. <laughs> Who knows? This is the thing, right? Like, nothing in this prologue comes back in the first third of the book. I know. I in a way that I'm like, get it. it's just, it's so much setup. For it to not be relevant. I just want something. Relevant. Please, Robert Jordan, can I have yeah. some more? And I, I uh, just, yeah, it, it's a thing where like, look, I'm not saying that it isn't interesting because it is interesting. Yeah. But the like having these mysteries be set up and then not handled. Yeah. Like it, it's happened so much that like it gets less interesting every time you do it. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I don't want to get invested in this because I have no idea when it's going to come back. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and like that is a problem, right? Yeah. Like reader expectation is a really important thing to manage as an author. Yeah. And I think that Robert Jordan, I think that part of the reason why these books are called The Slog is, yes, yes, it's the years waiting and yes, it's that like nothing really happens in some of these books. But I think it's also that Robert Jordan it comes up with these brilliant ideas and doesn't know how to like execute them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like the ideas are better the 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 the, the setup for the idea is better than the the middle. And and the payoffs are pretty good, right? Yeah. The beginning and ends are pretty good. Yeah. But the middle bits are just so It's a little lost. Are, are either not there at all, right? We yeah. don't get we don't to get watch to them figure them. things out. Yeah. In the moment. It it's kind of goes back to the last book. 
I think chapter 35 with the Choden Call is incredible. Yeah. I don't have any concept of how Rand came to the idea of cleansing the taint by having the taint fight. Um, because of the wounds Mosh in his side. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, like, yeah. I, 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 but like there's a, there's a more interesting version of this. Where we get to go on that that journey of discovery with Rand, yes, and we get to the point where we go on the journey of our main character figuring something out and accomplishing his goals on page, mm-hmm. and th- this version of it where we get the mystery and then we cut away for hundreds of pages and then maybe we'll come back to it. Is it's it's just kind of like okay, yeah, sure, I, I don't. Yeah. And on top of that, you never really know when in the series you are. This whole prologue, I thought, took place after Shadar Lagoth, and none of it does. That's true, yes. And the so, timeline is a bit tough to uh, dismantle. And so to be in this position kind of repeatedly in these books of not really knowing when this is happening. I think that would help a lot. With characters who are like the like eighth tier of characters who are suddenly important for one POV. Yeah. For a mystery that may or may not come back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, I, I think it's tough because I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I I, I, ho- I want to get invested, but I'm not going to until I know that we're going to touch on it again. Yeah. 100%. And I'm so hesitant. Uh-huh. And it's because the last four books have made me hesitant. Yeah. In a way that I wasn't in the first six, right? Yeah. yeah 100%. And that's just, that's just how I feel at this point. Yeah. Um, we get to chapter one, though, finally, after this much prologue. <laughs> Honestly, I think the rest of the show is going to go a lot faster because the these sections, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. There is not a ton, anything to really like delve into. Basically, we get Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt is feeling extremely guilty about letting the Windfinder go. Yeah. Uh, because they are still fishing bodies out of the water. Um, there was absolute and utter chaos when they left the city, which would have been really cool to read about. W- it would have been really cool. <laughs> would have been. Would have been real cool. Yeah, it would have. Um, but, uh, you know, Matt Matt is struggling with this because mm-hmm. he thinks that part of it is, like, his responsibility. Um, but he does also say to himself that, you know, like, either he does something and only the good guys get hurt or he does something about it and then good and bad guys get hurt. So it's like, well, damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of deal. Yeah. Um, which I understand. I I think he probably made the right choice. Oh, I thousand percent give them a chance no no no. give them a chance if you can free people from slavery you free people from slavery that is always the right choice yeah i'm just saying that unfortunately a lot of innocent people died and like that weighs on a person and you know for matt that that's that's really tough to to deal with um so yeah if you are okay this is going to be my advice to writers everywhere (laughs) take notes if you're going to start the chapter with it's been six days since we escaped and then you're going to flash back to the escape Mm -hmm. don't we know that they escaped unless there's some some information in there that has to be revealed in in, in a way like totally but yeah knowing they escaped and then going back and reading that they escaped i was like okay that's repetitive we don't need to know it except that tuan was put inside of a rug and that's it's very funny that tuan was carried out of town in a rug but the the flashback to the escape there and then it just it just happens yeah like there is no tension in the escape except that they're like oh no are we gonna get out and the guy's like yeah yeah, yeah, go and i was like don't write it just fucking cut it. We know they escaped. Yeah. It's been six days since they did it. 
if you want to write the escape and the escape isn't, nothing's going to happen in it except they literally walk out the gates. Don't make it a flashback. Start with that and then cut to six days later. Yeah. But like you and I both had the same reaction of like, why would you write this? Like, why would you write they six days later? He's fine. And then cut back to the moment where the guy, they get through the gate and they, they ride through. I was like, this yeah. is so weird. We know they're yeah. fine. Yeah. You've already told us they're fine. We don't need to read this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Arzu, thank you for that super chat. You did get it. You just didn't know the whole conversation with Herod Fell about sound principles of philosophy and science were was related to this. See, sure. Sure. I, I don't even know if I would catch that on a reread. Like, it didn't seem... It didn't seem like there was a lot of information given by Herod Fell that we got to see. You know, Min read a lot of his books. We still don't really know what's in those. Mm -hmm. And Rand was meeting with him kind of mostly off screen. Mm -hmm. And so I honestly don't really feel like those came into play very much. Um, And even if that is the case, if I can't connect those dots while reading the series, then... And not even having to wait for years in between books. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that it might be a little too uh, transparent of a connection, uh, yeah. personally. Um, but thank you for the super chat. Uh, Carlac as well, thank you for the super chat. Yeah, um, valid criticism of Jordan's writing choices, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's a lot of stuff you pick up on re-raids. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah probably. I, I believe you. I Totally, I believe you. But I, I just think that, like, and this goes back to writer expecta- re- mm-hmm. uh, reader expectation. If you're going to... If you're going to tell us that they got out and then flash back, it has to be because the information in the flashback changes our perspective oh. on them being out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And if you if you flash back and it is just, oh yeah, they did get out, then then you don't then either put the six days later stuff after the flashback, mm-hmm. or don't do both things. Yeah. But it, it is the choice to be like, oh, I'm glad we escaped. And here is just three pages explaining that we escaped without any problems. Yeah. Like, there, there isn't a situation where the, the, where they struggle with anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're, they're now with Val and Lucas Circus, which I, yeah. you know, I, definitely the bait and switch of them running away but staying close to Ebu Dar. I was yeah. like, okay, interesting. I think that... Uh, I, 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 Val and Luca is a much bigger character than I anticipated he would be. Well, now I want to play Val and Luca in the show. Yeah. Now I'm on board. Now, now we're Val here. Val Luca's for it. cool. I, I yeah, yeah. When we do get, first of all, there's a few things here that I think are really bizarre. Mm-hmm. First is that why are why are Matt and Aginan the ones pretending to be married? I don't know. Bale Doman is right. Just have them be married. Well, but no, Bale Doman has. Aginan needs Bale Doman to be her property for some weird reason. Um, and she doesn't, she won't marry him. Oh. And so they won't, I guess, pretend to be married. Very weird. Straight up. Very strange. Fuck Aginan. I This know. character sucks. Yeah. Aginan, I liked her so much at the end of Fires of Heaven? No. Whatever that book Might was. Have been. Shadow Rising? I can't remember. Um. Yeah. Fuck Aginan. The I the audacity of this woman to escape the Sanchen and then look at fucking Amathira and be like, look, I need to get out of here, but that woman should still be a slave because we took her and made her a slave is so fucking gross. Like yeah. this character sucks. I was really hoping to have more growth for from McGeanan yep. based on what happened with the girls. Um I really was. And and I think that there are glimmers of that, but 
yeah, it is. She just she feels completely like Sanchin through and through. Like, yeah. I, I, and yeah, it was it, it it was it was tough when I when I when I read that section, I thought that she was just like uncomfortable with it. But the more that I think about it, 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 it yeah, she seemed like she like treats them badly. Like they like hide from her because like uh, Amira doesn't want so... to be convinced that that woman should still be a slave that she, that the people do not want to be around her yeah. because like fuck you yeah. legitimately Aginan is the, like they have completely ruined Aginan's character for me yeah yeah if, if we had seen a partial growth here at least I would have been like okay I get it like she's trying we're not all the way there yet mm-hmm. this, these kind of things take time for sure but the fact that she doesn't really seem to be changed much at all um is really really hard mm-hmm. to read like i i you know because i wanted to like again and i was like oh she's back we're gonna have this really interesting perspective of a sanchin who is changing is questioning yeah. how, the way that they've done things for years and now we don't really have that and so i was a little let down because the problem is she her her perspective on the sanchin is only changing in in relation to a very self-serving view of it, where if she needs to get out, it's okay. Yeah. Because she's a Guinan and she deserves safety. But the other women that she got out with should still be in captivity because that's where they belong. And like, it's... it's yeah. I can it's, it's understand strange. her uncomfortability with the domain because they have this power that she's scared of and doesn't understand. Yes. But Amathira doesn't have that. Amathira was just a slave. Yeah. Like, Amathira is not dangerous to her. And so the idea that she has this mindset of Amathira should still be a slave, but I should get out is the most like ass backwards, like lack of character growth in this moment. Yeah. And I, I find really that understand. really disappointing. Yeah. I didn't really understand why that needed to be there. I was hoping they would be like working more together. Um, mm-hmm. Matthew, thank you for that super chat. As a teenager reading the series, thought I had to put the effort in to understand how these things worked. It never occurred to me that RJ needed to add more information. <laughs> I would love that. I would love a little bit more information. On certain things. I need less clothing descriptions and a little bit more, um, uh, not even not even world building. His world building is great. But um, a little more active events, if that makes sense. Want to be a little bit more active in this story. That's 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 my biggest thing, I think. Uh, See, Sammy says, this take is genuinely baffling to me. I don't understand how it is. She, I, like, I, I, I don't understand how this isn't clearly the problem with what's going on with this character at this moment. She she has grown enough to say that she should escape the Sanchin, but she looks at Amathira, a woman that she helped enslave, and thinks that that woman should still be a slave because she enslaved her. And she looks at Bail yeah. Doman, who she loves, and thinks that if he is no longer property, she can't be with him anymore. Like, her character growth is only in relation to herself. Yeah. It's not in relation to her relationship with other people. She thinks that the Sanchin culture is okay and she agrees with it as long as it is affecting other people and not herself. She's a, she is incredibly self-serving here in a way that is like gross. Yeah. And I'm I, I just I can't be on board with that. Like she is she sucks. Yeah. The the audacity of anyone being like, "Well, I enslaved that woman and then I escaped the the system that enslaved her." And so I should be allowed to be out. I should get to live my life. But that woman that I enslaved to that system that I am actively trying to escape should have remained a slave within that system is 
the is the most like hypocritical gross point of view you could possibly have yeah yeah and, like so the section that we are referring to is uh thera amathera like retreats behind Julian, like clearly fearful because Aginan shows up she says get your p- tent packed up the show is leaving as soon as marilyn returns uh make sure your woman doesn't give any trouble most lately, Thera had been a servant, Dakavali, at the property of the High Lady Seroth until Juelin stole her away. To again, in stealing Dakavali was almost as bad as freeing Domain. Um, and so it, it it infers that, like, Aginan doesn't believe that Thera, that Amethera should be there. And here's the thing. I think it's realistic. I, I understand yeah. the point of view of... What Robert Jordan is writing here of this woman who hasn't really gotten out, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the problem is that when at the end of the Nynaeve Lane again in relationship in that book when they were together, it felt like she was starting to change her mind about these things. Yeah, and it felt like she was growing as a character. And the the thing that I find disconcerting about it is that there's this weird whiplash of again and as a character coming back into the series, where all yeah. of the character growth that we saw with her Nynaeve and Elaine. And, 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 like, finding out about Bethaman and finding out about her own ability to channel, all of that character growth that we saw in that book feels like it is gone now. And, and that, that that is my only issue with this. Like, yeah. if Aginan was, like, a new character or something like this, I was just really hopeful that when Aginan came back, she would give us this really interesting, unique perspective. Mm-hmm. And we don't get that. And that is just kind of a letdown in terms of yeah. this character specifically. I was so excited to like her. I was so excited for the things that she was going to bring to the story. But unfortunately, we don't really get that. And maybe we'll get that later on. But it was, it was definitely a letdown. From, I just, from I, this, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. want character development. And I think that it's on that list of things Robert Jordan's good at and not good at. Character development isn't one of them. I don't know. Sometimes he's fantastic. And that's, it's it's a weird hit or miss for me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think. I think he's good at s- developing certain characters and he's yeah. not good at developing others. And the ones he's less good at developing are women. Yes. I think that Robert Jordan has, uh, as, as a writer, struggles with having his character his female characters grow period like that i like i think that there's a lot of stagnation in the emotional storytelling of the female characters in the series in that they fall into these tropey kind of you can define them as this one kind of way and they don't really change like Nynaeve kind of has grown a little bit in 10 books yeah but a no, lot Nynaeve of has definitely Gwen has yeah but it took it like like the a it, lot of the female characters don't have the same level of character development that the men do in the series. My thing is that uh, a lot of the female characters feel um a little bit like copy paste in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they do have things that make them unique, but like all the women have big boobs. All the women are obsessed with clothes. Mm-hmm. Like whenever they are there, it's it's it it's uh, uh overarching like theme of who they are as people. Which like okay for some people, absolutely hundred percent. But it is does seem to be everybody. And the way that women treat each other, <laughs> like the the men have a lot of variety in how they treat one another. And even the men and the women, the women are all so caught up. In their hierarchical, like, um, snipings at each other. Like, it's like... It, yeah, except men. 
Except men. Except yeah, men. Yeah, yeah. But like a lot, like but every. But then men. But then men has been. But then men isn't like that, and has yeah. been given the place of Rand's perfect girlfriend. Yes, yes. A lot of the side characters and extras, and not our like uh, usual women, have this like super competitive feel with one another. And yes, some women are like that. Like yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to say that. I'm just saying every time seems to be very, very, very similar in yeah. in certain regards. Um, and so that's why I think that the character development for women in the series is not as good as with some of, like, my favorite male characters. Um, and so th- that does get a little bit grating to read, especially when we jump around to so many random female perspectives that all kind of are the same um, yeah. in in that, like, background sense. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's... It's not my favorite, but anyways, we are with the circus. We are. And it's time to leave. It's it's time to leave. Val and Luca has been losing money. (laughs) And he's not happy about it. He's not happy about it. But Matt was like, hey, I'm going to pay you a bunch of money to like stay here for a little bit. And then Matt is like, okay, as soon as Tom gets here, we're Mm -hmm. getting the hell out. Uh, We're going to move on, which uh, Val and Luca is very excited about. But also there's some Sanchin there who are inquiring after the horses. Yeah. Um, because of the horse lottery and Val and Luca has this exemption, which I feel like is going to be important, uh, but I'm actually like not sure. Um, I think it's already been important, as important as it's going to be. Yeah. And the fact that they've been able to keep their horses for their escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can keep their horses and get out. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so Matt uh, decides to go see Tuon for the first time mm-hmm. in what what was it, six days, I think? Was it six days they've been there? I can't uh, actually remember. <laughs> Meemunk100 says, I don't know. I can think of like six women that have great character growth. Dude, we are 10 books in. <laughs> and yeah. there are mostly female characters in the series. The, that that 100% is our point. Yeah. The fact, like that sentence, if you're in book one mm-hmm. and you say that, that's like, wow, that's that's great. We are, te- we are 3 million words into this series. I just the wish, fact that you're like, I can think of six. I just wish there was more. There are 3,000 like, characters in these books. Yes. <laughs> I just wish there was like a little more nuance in the the side characters. Because, yes. yeah, reading them yeah. and their perspective is very much the same. Trying to one-up like my dick is bigger than yours competition. And then I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, some people are like that. But I, I wish not all of them were. I wish we had a little more variety there. Well, and it's, it's easy now to be like, oh, yeah, Nynaeve had character growth. But if you go back and listen to this podcast, there is like four months of this podcast where we, we were, were like, like it would be great if Nynaeve sucks. could like learn from what is happening to her. <laughs> yeah. We need to move on. We, I don't want to dwell on it. But yeah, um, yeah. Matt, Matt goes to, everyone gathers. Matt is like, look. Oh, no, there's some Sanchin there, but they're not. They're there about horse stuff. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where on the track we're at. Yeah, where we are in the line. So Matt is like, as soon as Tom Marilyn gets back, we are going to dip. Yeah. They start passing that information around. He goes to see basically everybody in the camp so that we know who's there, even though we know who's there because we were with them. Yeah, and then the last we time. finally get an interaction with Tuan. Um <laughs> Which, guys, okay, so we're sitting on the couch. I have to tell this story, and it's full. We're sitting on the couch, and I was editing the thumbnail. Clarus is reading the book, and Clarus goes, what the fuck? And I was like, what? And she's like, no, no, no. And I was like, what is happening? And she's like, I, she was a little bit ahead of me, and so she didn't want to tell me. And she's like, I, uh, uh, mm, I don't know. I don't know. 
And then she like she like opened the book like angrily and kept reading. And she was like, "Oh, oh, I should have kept reading." Okay. Yeah. So we got to the part. <laughs> I was so funny. Where Tuan so is like, "Yes, my fourteenth name day or whatever is coming up," and I was like, Ugh, "What?" But it's fine because apparently for Sanchin, when there's six, they get a new name. Something like that, I guess. I don't I don't know about... The naming thing with the Sanchen is clearly a thing that we just don't know about. But she's actually 20. It's fine. <laughs> she is you an were, adult. You were so... You were about to be like... I was about to throw hands. Um, yeah, it's fine. Guys, she's 20. So she is an adult. It's fine. Everything is fine. We can now include her in Smut Corner. Um, but I literally was like... Oh my god, no, please no, please no. Yeah, you were uh, kind of flipping out about it. I, I, yeah, I lost it a little bit. Which is fair, because so, like, Matt marrying a 14-year-old, I'd be out. No, yeah, I'd be like, what I'd the fuck? I'd be like, no, I'm not doing, uh, guys, I, I can't fucking do this. Yeah, no, like, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's this, it is like my biggest problem with um, Game of Thrones, and the, the thing that got around the ages in Game of Thrones to me is that every time we met another character in a sexual position who was younger, I just assumed that years were long. Because there's no, like, real year cycle in Game of Thrones, yeah, 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 yeah. because there's no season cycle, Yeah, years can be any length. Because there, if winter can be nine years, like, you never know how old anyone yeah, actually is. Yeah, I don't is. know how they, yeah. And yeah. so when we... You when, just, you're like, oh, no, they're they're older. They're, they're definitely older. I was like, oh, Daenerys is 18. Yeah. They say she's 14, but for Don't Hank Cannon, she's 18. She's 18. It's and fine. then we met um, Missande, and then Missande and Daenerys have that weird hot tub sapphic moment. And I was like, oh, no, no. Missande is 18, and yeah. Daenerys is like 24. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Because, fuck, it's weird. Yeah. Um, um, also, I did not, re- I forgot that weeks were different lengths in this. Um, yeah, weeks are 10 days in Randland. I forgot that, and I thought Robert Jordan was being bad at math by being like, oh yeah, I, 22 days is two weeks. Here's the thing. I don't remember it ever being set up in the books. Chat told us that. Did they? Yeah, chat told us at one point that a week is 10 days. I don't remember the book setting that up. It seems to be a thing, though, chat. If that's real, then like... Yeah, I just, I literally was like, I thought I was bad at math, and then you were like, no, no, they're, they're 10 day weeks, and I was like... Okay, yeah. sure, sure. If you if you say so. Yes, because um, in the in the final chapter of this, the it's um, only in the glossary. Cool, because because Fael is like, yeah, it's been twenty two days, you know, two weeks, and, and you're I'm like, like uh, the fuck it has been. No, like I was like, I'm so confused. I'm glad that I know that because <laughs> I was literally like, wow, what happened, Did, guys? Okay, all right. Let's get into the big moment of the week. Ar- arguably the most interesting thing that happens in the entire reading of this week's Wheel of Time, right? The information that we find out. Tuan is like, do you remember Arthur Hawkwing's face? And Matt is like, no, <laughs> not in me. No. What the? F- I almost threw my iPad. Please don't do that. For those of you who don't know, I do read on my iPad because I my dyslexia, I have an easier time reading white text on a black screen than reading yeah. um, black text. So, um... I don't know why. It's weird, but it, it I actually read a lot faster. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, what how, how, what? Is two on magic? Okay. She can't channel. No, I think there's got to be some kind of, we talked about this. Has she been to the Elfin Elfin? No, no, well, but maybe, I don't know about that, but there's definitely some kind of prophecy. Like, she has to know something more about Matt. Oh Matt's. my god, are the Elfin Elfin in the Sanchen territory? Uh, Maybe they seem like they're on, like, a different plane of existence but i'm i don't know i genuinely am not sure 
Um, but yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> Slick Jack says when you're reading those glossaries, pay attention to the pronunciation guides. No. Guys, we're 10. I'm telling you right now, we it's, are 10 it's books in. in. They are Domain. I'm not saying Damani. They are Sanchin, not Shanchan. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, there is a pronunciation guide for this podcast, and if you're not on board a year in, sorry, about get that. on board. Sorry about it. Um, um, Michael, thank you for that <laughs> super chat and for the fun when Nerdy throws his iPad. Uh, please don't do that. It's an iPad Pro, so I think there's a case survive. on it. There's yeah. a there's a case that on might it. Survive. Um, uh, yeah. There's a reason it's Salad Bar and Sean and you know. <laughs> It's because there's a lot of things that we got to keep straight in our brains. Um, oh, Stone Dog Brother says she overheard Matt speaking in the old tongue. When? Oh, maybe when he was like by him, when she was stalking him. I don't know. I th- I think that there must be some kind of Sanchen prophecy that she knows about. Yeah. And then Matt has his prophecy that he knows about. And so they're going to like come together. But yeah, that moment was wild. Because he's like, oh, yes, I remember Arthur Hawking's face when he killed me. Good times, good times. Uh, Man, dying sucks. Like <laughs> Burnt Ashaman says, uh, this isn't the first time we've heard that Sanja get new names, but it might be the first time we've heard it as they counted as birthdays. That's what it was for me. Yes. I, we, uh, the naming thing is not 100% new, mm-hmm. but that it changes their date of birth or date of being a person, I guess, uh, that is something that uh, we, has not been explained yet. I am positive that hasn't been explained yet. Um, also, so it threw me off. In terms of the character of Matt, we talked a lot in the last book about how Matt is like the moral center of these books and has like a decent moral compass. Uh-huh. Uh, I appreciated that she's like, I'm 14. And he's like, oh, thank God, because there's no fucking way I'm marrying a 14-year-old. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, Matt, you're a Matt, yeah. you're a good dude. Yeah. Matt Coffin is the hero we do not deserve, but God Truly. damn it, do we need him. He is the best person. Um. And then when she's 20, he's like, oh, fuck, I could see myself marrying a 20-year-old. And so I I at least appreciate that in this situation, Matt wasn't like 14. Oh, no, that's old enough to marry because that would have been creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though realistic for the time period that this is set in, right? Like, we got married at 14. I acknowledge that. I do not want to read a book about a 14-year-old getting married. Yeah. Unless it's like a historical, unless it's about. A thing that happened and you can't change the past. There is a way to write that book. I do not want to read that fantasy book. Yeah. And like I said, it is the thing that put me off Game of Thrones. It is the thing that like made me uncomfortable about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Is being like, and then this 14-year-old girl and this 9-year-old girl have sex in a bathtub. And I'm like, I don't want to read that. Yeah, I'm not like, interested. Okay, no thank you. Um, <laughs> 18, legal age of consent, please. Thank you. Uh, so check is uh, like, how old is Juliet? Romeo and Juliet takes place 18. in the real world. Yeah, they're 18 in my brain. But, but no, no. Here, here, but here's why it's different to me. Romeo and Juliet takes place in the real world. At a time. In a time period where that was what was happening. Yeah, and you're like, okay, uh, if you that's want what to, happened. If you want to write a fantasy novel where I'm having fun in a fantasy world, or, and, and I, I will say this too, if you update Romeo and Juliet, if you're like, we're going to do Romeo and Juliet in 2022, then Juliet has to be 22. <laughs> Sorry, well, no, well, in 2022. It's 2023 now. If you're going to update it and tell it not in its original writing... We would like it to be uh, Age of Consent, please, and thank you very Juliet much. Juliet cannot be 14. The only yeah, time yeah. Juliet can be 14 is in the original, if yeah, you're yeah. going to do it exactly as written, in the original time period. Which, like, we understand. Which is just reality. But it is still uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't want to read about that in a fantasy book. Yeah. And if you are, like, using fantasy as a backdrop to write about underage kids having sex, 
That's fucking weird to me. It is, yeah, it's a little strange. It's a, it, it is a fantasy world. It can be whatever we want it to be. We don't have to write kids shit into it. Yeah, I don't, yeah. We're making it all up anyway. No kids. Have them be adults, no please. No kids, no kids. That's my point. No kids stuff, please. Thank you. It, yeah, I just, I just don't, I just don't want to read about it. Yeah. I just, I, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm all right. Uh, it, it makes me feel fucking weird. Oh, matter, I will happily call it George R. R. Martin. There's weird shit in those books. There is weird shit in those books. I didn't think about when I was like ten reading those books, and ten is too young to read those books. I'll be honest. But when I was ten reading those books, didn't think about it. Now that I'm thirty, I'm like, I don't want to read about the fourteen-year-old girl and the nine-year-old girl because that's fucking weird. Yeah. I have a niece who's six. I don't want to think about this. Please make them all adults for the love of God. And I'm so glad the show did. Like in my head, the age of everyone in those books now is the age of the characters on the show because I, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. I just, Mm -hmm. I, you know. Yep. Yeah. Just, just for safety. Just make everybody 18. Thank you. Makes me feel better about myself. Anyways. So yeah, we get this conversation with Tuan and Tuan does this weird prophecy thing and they're very confused. It's so cool. (laughs) Yes. Very cool. She keeps calling him toy, which is very weird. Don't like that. Tuan kind of seems weird. Which is especially weird because Tuan is told in her first interaction with Matt that he was never property. And so the fact that she calls him toy is extra weird because... She's she's probably pissed that he like kidnapped her, and so I you know I can understand like belittling the person who kidnapped. But me. she doesn't seem pissed that she kidnapped him. She's really on board. She's never been happier. She's like oh, she's smiling. No, no, she's game. She's like thing. let's go. Let's she's, get kidnapped. In her head, she's like, how can I use this to my advantage? Because there's always this contest for the throne or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think she's just like trying to be a smart ta- tactician. But I don't think she's like happy about being kidnapped. No, I disagree. Um, and and the reason why I disagree because uh-huh. we if you're if you're a patron or a member, you can go listen to or watch our reaction, reaction to episode to chap- four. Yeah, uh, chapter four of this book. Yeah, Furyk says that she's run away twice before. I know. I think she's bored. I think she's like, oh, this will be fun. Let's go. I and I think Maybe. that's why Solusha is so on board. Is I think that Solusha will do anything for her, and I think that Tuan is like, I'm not going to be queen for like seven years. I might as well, like, let's go on an adventure. fun. Yay. I honestly think that she... <laughs> I love that. Matt was like, that's my wife. And she was like, all right, let's do this. Let's see where this goes. Because rich yeah. people are like this. Mm-hmm. Rich people, royalty, they do dumb shit because the, what what is life to them? They're like, oh, God, you know what? Like, I can have whatever I want. Yeah. Let's do something. Let's do something different. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think she's like, this is great. Yeah. I could sit in the palace and be bored out of my fucking mind having yeah. to deal with Suroth. The... Yeah. Oh my god. She's the like, worst. whatever Tuan says goes. We're 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 let's we're get doing kidnapped. Sure. Let's go. We're going on an adventure. Solusha, tr- yeah, Rantomar's right. Solusha is ride or die. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. And, I, I, and I'm I'm kind of here for it. I can get behind that. I'm I'm hopeful that this storyline is going to be that like Tuan enjoys getting kidnapped and in being kidnapped learns that like the Sanchen are the worst and Hopefully. takes over the crystal throne and like the the story that we're telling here is that like exposing this rich girl to other cultures will make her realize that slavery is bad and she'll end slavery within the Sanchen. Look, that would be nice, but I don't I don't fingers I, crossed. You know what? I'm I'm going to be optimistic that that's where we're going as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah, I love that we find out she's been kidnapped twice before. So, or not kidnapped, but she's like she's run like away. Like she yeah. just, you know, arranged her own funeral a couple times for fun. Um, I just, yeah, I, I, I love it. I think it's hilarious. Um, and then what? Uh, no, Albi- Albino says, "Is ride or die a reduced version of fuck Mary kill?" No, ride or die is like 
one person who is with you to the end. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Thelma and Louise were ride or dies. Ride or die, literally. Like, you're literally like, we're on this journey together or we're dead. There's no version of this where we separate because I'm here for you no matter what you do. Yep. But Tom shows up. Yes, Tom shows up. And Tom is like, hey, Tylen got her head ripped off. Uh, Unfortunately, the golem killed her. Um, While she was tied up. Yeah. It's, It's pretty brutal. Look. It's brutal. I'm not cheering for it, but at the same time, like... Yeah, I'm like, well, that's unfortunate. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Tylen is dead. The golem was definitely there that night, probably looking for Matt. So Matt's got that lucky streak. Always. Yeah. Always and forever that lucky streak. Except now um, he's taken the emotional damage of, oh, I tied up a woman so that she could have a I head. know. Like, like, Matt cannot Matt deserves catch a better. break no matter what he does, and it's devastating. Matt, all Matt wants to do is live in a tavern, playing dice games and fucking hot women, and instead, Matt is getting fucked over by life so hard. Yeah. Poor Matt. Guys. We, it's kind of crazy. Matt needs a vacation. Um, Seriously. Matt needs to go to Jamaica, you know, like. Yes. Exactly. Um... Where are we? Oh, Tuan also agrees, if Matt keeps his word, that she will not do anything to hinder him. And Matt is very confused by this. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, And this is the moment where Rand starts channeling. Um, Bert Ashaman Sen says, still thinks she got off easy. Here's the thing. Her, the the karmic end of Tylen has nothing to do with Matt. So it, it just isn't really relevant. It like just she puts dies. more trauma onto Matt. Yeah, and so the which problem is unfortunate, but the problem with the ending of it I is that feel bad. it hurts Matt more than like he doesn't get to have any closure or like catharsis with what happened to him. Yeah, and so from a story perspective, it is it is just wiping her off the board, but it doesn't actually like narratively help the emotional state of the character that she harmed. Yeah. Um, and so, no, I, I don't think she got off easy. I think that she died off pa- off page in a way that is unrelated to the plot moving forward. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, because now Matt has this additional guilt, which she doesn't deserve. Um, Arzu, uh, thank you for that super chat. I'm evil. I totally cheered when Tylen died. It's fine. You're not the only one. You're, it's, yeah. it's, it's all good. I, I understand. Uh, Perry yeah. Wolf as well. Thank you for the super chat. This is why we were laughing last week whenever you guys said Tylen got away scot-free. Fair. Yeah, we, fair. we hadn't she, got there yet. She dies a gruesome death. Yeah, that sucks. Um, you yeah. know, I'm 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 gonna say that that's that that is an unfortunate way to go. And on, it was and, quick. And her ac- her actions do get her there. She 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 is tied up under the bed because of how she treated Matt. So like it is related to her actions in a way that I, I'm being a little unfair to. But unfor- the unfortunate side of it is that it just hurts Matt more. Yeah. Than it like there's no catharsis in it, and so it's just is like yeah. I I, I don't care about Tylen. Her dying doesn't matter to me. I care about Matt a lot, and yeah. so her death hurting him hurts me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love him, and I think that he deserves to not feel guilty. Like I would rather she was fine. Because I think that it would be better for her for Matt's for mental Matt's, state. Yeah, and he's the yeah. only person in this situation I care about. Yeah, and so like him being hurt more hurts me, and it makes me sad. Yeah, yeah, poor Matt. Because I love him. He honestly is becoming my favorite character in the series. Oh, a hundred percent. As much as I love Perrin, I I, I don't care about Perrin's storyline. His stuff is tough. And to get so through. I just yeah, it just it hurts to yeah. see Matt hurt. Uh, we get to chapter four, which is uh, uh, as a reaction for those of you who are patrons and members. Um, but we, we find Kareed, who is not Kadir. 
just so we're that we're we're a hundred percent clear yeah. on that one. Different characters. Because god damn it, my brain. Um Kadir, okay, so uh, I wanted to touch on a few things about this. Right, Thank you so much for that super chat. Robert Jordan, how <laughs> okay. can I hurt my MCs today? That's either main characters or Matt Cawthons. <laughs> and I appreciate that <laughs> I it didn't is catch that. that it is both. Uh, so thank you. Oh, that's so uh, funny. <laughs> thank you, Arzu. Oh, you're so smart. Uh, I love you. Sure. Uh, no. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm doing my best here. So, okay. So, Kareed must be a new member of the Death Watch, right? Because no. he only got his uh, award for his, or not, not new member of the Death Watch. I'm sorry. The, the Captain General? Is that what he's called? Yeah, he got promoted after, he, we met him. He, was he got promoted after, after fighting Rand in the mountains. Yes, because he was the okay. only capt he was the only leader in all of that that saved any of his Right, life. right. Okay. So 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 yes, because it was said he was awarded that while fighting Ashman. And then I was very confused because like, oh, then he has to be like a brand new captain. Yes. But he's been on like very high, like tier level guard. He's um, still Death Watch. He's still Death Watch. Or yeah. Death what Death Watch. Banner General, thank you. Yes. Okay. So yeah, so he was awarded that with Fighting Nashman. I just wanted mm. to talk that through so that it was clear in my brain because I was very confused. Um I also okay. love that he they're they're like, hey, you got your ass kicked by the Ashaman, but you got your ass kicked less than less. everybody else. Less. So can you come up with our plan to fight Aes Sedai? And Pretty I'm much. Like, um what the fuck is the what do you think the silver bowl is that was supposed to be kept out of sight? It's the skull. Uh huh. Why though? Like, what? Why? Why? What is that important referencing to? Like, why? I don't know. Why is it supposed to be kept out of sight? I don't. I don't know. Do we know anything about ram's horns as like a symbol within the uh, not the Sedai, the Sanchin or anything? I no? think it will. I, I think that the, I think the reason why this was the audiobook chapter that some people wanted in the poll is because I don't think it, like, none of this made sense to me the first time through, but mm -hmm. I think that it's going to be relevant in this book. And I think that this is a chapter that sets up a lot for this book, that we'll go back to that audiobook reaction and be like, why didn't we, why didn't we, oh my cool. god, we okay. didn't know, like, okay. oh, there's big stuff in here. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just, I was reading it and I was like, why is this supposed to be kept out of sight? I don't really understand. I'm with chat. I thought it was just because it, drinking out of a human head is like a weird thing to do. I but. mean, I don't know. They're fucking Sanchin. Like, I... That's true. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it's it's weird. Whatever they think is weird and not weird is very confusing to me, so... Yeah. I Yeah, I was like, this seems like it's important, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's just be, that it's a skull, I So, guess. um, uh, more shows up, and more is basically like, hey... Um, not Fedwin Moore. No, not Fedwin Moore. This is somebody Seeker, else. Seeker, Seeker Moore. Seeker Moore. Uh, Fedwin. Uh, oh, God damn it! I said Fedwin Moore. Uh, so Moore shows up and is like, "Hey, um, okay, so here's so here's the thing. Y'all put this on the chapter reaction list, and I was like, why? And so I kept waiting for like there to be a shocking reveal, and the entire chapter, the entire chapter, I was like, oh, um, Kurit Furik is going to be Tuan's dad. I was convinced the entire time that the reveal of this chapter was going to be that Furik is Tuan's dad. Because, and it was going to be like an Elaine situation where like he was the like consort to the Empress. And the reason I thought that is because this whole chapter more is like, you kept trying to petition to be her guard, like all of you these times. You had this relationship with Tuan that is considered inappropriate. And I kept, I thought more was going to be like, look, let's cut to the chase. I know you fucked to the Empress. I know Tuan's your daughter. 
<laughs> I was not on that train at all. The Holy shit. Higher chapter. That's what I thought this was going to be about. And then at the end, they're like, so um, are you going to help? And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll go find her. That, that's And I just, the entire time, huh. the entire time, I was like, oh, Ferrick's the dad. Th- this makes so much sense. Yeah, the, no. the big reveal is going to be that he's the, like, inappropriate father of Tuan and that, like, more <laughs> knows the secret. Is and this that now a soap opera? Tu- well, no, 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 but that's, I don't think that's soap opera. I think, no. like, two, if, if the Sanchen found out that Ferrick was her dad, she <laughs> can't be the queen of the Sanchen. Because it would have been shameful for the Empress to sleep with. It's sort of like how the the, the Sanchen have all these secrets, right? Of like the domain and the Soldams can both channel. And that it's just how powerful you are. And that they like another it. secret was going to be the Empress was fucking her servant and had a baby with him. And hmm. I thought it was going to be this big reveal. And then it wasn't. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. No, that's fair. But that only I happened that. because I thought that there was a big reveal in this chapter. Yeah. Because people wanted us to listen to it. Because the second half of this chapter is super interesting, but it's not reaction worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no, like, big moments in it. But we do get a lot of really cool information, which I think is fun. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So then he leaves. He, he, and if you watch the, if you watch our reaction, I'm there like, how the fuck did they get all these people out of the city? Yeah. He's, like, sneaking out of town, and then he goes into a grove, and there's... He's got 20 uh, O'Gear. 20. 20 of them. 20 O'Gear. They're still called gardeners, even though they're part of the Death Watch Guard? No, the, they're gardeners because they chop... No, no, no. They, they trim hedges, right? Because they're gardeners. But those hedges are people's heads. They trim hedges. They have big axes. They're called O'Gear gardeners, but they are soldiers, they're out here, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, Fudaddy, thank you for that super duper chat. If Furyk was her dad, that would make Crown of, uh, Crossroads Cross- of Twilight a hundred times more interesting. Thank you. Um, yeah, that 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 yeah, would have been a fun reveal. People. Ember Eyes and I are on the same they, page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, I want the Ogier Gardener fights, and I cannot wait for Loyal to have to like fight the other Ogier. Yeah. I want that scene so bad. I'm scared for uh, Loyal. But uh, yeah, they're all gonna go around trying to find Tuan, and, and they have Melon with them, um, who is the Isidai. And this is wild. So Melon is like one of the like earliest characters from these books, because from the Great Hunt. Yes. She was taken to Sanchin, trained in Sanchin, and then brought back. And when we saw her in the Great Hunt, she was so um, she was resisting training so hard, and now she's like the perfect domain, which is fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Yeah, don't and like I feel it. so bad for her. I don't, I do not like it. But she's got she's gotta be the first character to go to Sanchez. Oh, well, I mean Randon Navienda did, obviously. But the first right. character to interact. Like I hope we have scenes with her where she reveals to people what Sanchin is like from the perspective of a Randlander. Because hmm. she's the only character that has that perspective in the books right now. Yeah. A Randlander who went to Sanchin and came back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Burn Tachman wants to know if we ever would have guessed that Amanthera was Julian's girlfriend last book. Um, no, because, no. no, because we, when we, we don't see her with Suroth. Oh, no, we do see her with Suroth. Well, no, yeah, we see her there. Oh, I just, no, we do, yeah, I yeah, just yeah, assumed yeah. it was, like, I don't even know what I assumed. To be honest, I, I thought was it like, was going to be a domain. Yeah, me who, too. I thought, I thought it was going to be one of the Aes Sedai who, because Julian knows them already, so I just, I thought it was going to be that, but I, I like that it's Amanthera because... It brings her back into the story. Which well, and nice. I was devastated when she was taken as a slave. So I'm, I'm just happy that she's free from slavery now. Like, that makes me... Yes, that is nice. It sucked when she was... It, that, that scene where she was brought into the room to dance for them, like, that sucked. 
And so the fact that she's free now is good. It makes yep, me happy. Yep. Yeah. 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 100%. Um, should we move on to chapter five? Um, she's, C. Sarmi says she's not herself. I think talking about Melon, I think getting her POV would be weird at best. I, I don't, yeah, like getting her POV would be tough, but I think like mm. her talking, just like having one of our characters get to talk to her about what Sanchen is like. Because I wonder what Sanchen is like as a country. So I'm yeah. curious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, chapter five, we get Perrin again. Mm -hmm. Perrin is back again. We get a little wolf dream where he smells things that the smell something that's even worse than a, a Neverborn or a, a Merdral. Yeah. Um, which we find out very quickly that it's it's the Dark Hounds. Uh, yeah. Another Shadow thing Brothers. back after like five books. It's yeah. been a minute. Yeah. Dark Hounds are back, baby. Um, and we learn a lot of, like, there's a lot of Dark Hound information in this chapter, which is interesting. We get the, like, there's seven or 13 or nine packs. Seven, 13, nine, some kind of odd number. They eat the souls of other wolves and then poop out new Dark Hound babies. Like, that is a that is a reproduction method that I am not used to. I don't know if that's exactly how that works, but basically, yeah. Is this uh, how Slayer became Slayer? Because he was eaten by a golem and pooped out. Were Isam and Luke both eaten by dark hounds? And then when they refabricated into a dark hound the way that other dark hounds do, their dark souls were mixed together. And so Isam and Luke literally became Isam and Luke by being no. dark hound babies. I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to say probably not. But then why do they have Shadow Brother abilities they they can't channel, but they can cross through Teleron Riyadh like a channeler. Yeah. They 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 like behave as they behave with a similar ability to Perrin. They were introduced as having similar abilities to Perrin, but they're the like dark version of that. So I don't think I'm. I, that why far would a off. dark hound poop out a person though? Pa why does Perrin ask? Perrin is like yes. in this chapter when 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 he's talking to um the wolves, he's like, can the dark hounds do this to a person? Oh, to Elias. And Elias is like, Meh. Oh, yeah, to Elias. My question is, Perrin, ask, Perrin asking that question made me be like, oh, my God, is Slayer a Dark Hound baby? And they sucked in the souls of Isam and Luke, and they... Because they were both the gave same birth wolf brothers. To Shadow yeah. Brother Slayer. I I'm I don't know that I'm... I don't think it's that crazy. You know... I think it's 100% possible. I am not... Uh, yeah, it, it honestly could be possible. Yeah. I think it's 100% possible. Yeah, if they were like Perrin and Elias, both of them, they were like... Yeah. No, okay, but no, but here's the thing. The wolves talk about the fact that Elias Longtooth is the first one in a long, long time. Like, a, like it's... Who learned how to speak with them, yeah. Oh, so you think they were other, like, potential ones? Well, we've met other ones, right? Oh, that's true. We've we met, met that, that guy who went crazy and was, like, full we wolf. We did. We did. Elias is the... Longtooth is... He's the first one to, like, interact with them in the successfully in the way that he has. But that does... He's not the only wolf brother. And I think that Luke and Assam were both evil. Like, I don't think the wolves were, like, simpatico with them because they were bad guys. Be um. Even before they became Slayer together. So I think that, like, yeah, I think that their souls were sucked, and then they, and they were, were pooped out from yeah. dark hounds. Okay, you know but what? But they were pooped out as one person who can has the Fair. ability to turn into each other. The Slayer shit in this is so insane, and it's not even important. It is such a, like, it is the 19th detail of these books, and it is so crazy. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Remember when he was in a half a chapter last book and then we, we haven't seen him again? Yeah, I, I you know what I like your theory. It 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 could it could be possible. We genuinely do not know how Slayer came to be, unless you know what chat. You know what we probably have already been told and we missed it somewhere in these yeah. books. So we get um we get the the there's a lot of description here. I'm gonna run through it really fast just to get past it. Yeah. Uh, parent fucked up and he kept jumping and jumping and jumping and didn't realize they probably turned and so they've been kind of like they they, they followed the wrong path for a few days yeah. then they had to bounce back he got a little hot headed and so it's been about nine days uh-huh. or well it's been 20 wait but it's been 22 days for Fayol uh-huh. oh no they were going the wrong direction for nine days yeah. so then they bounced back to where they had been two days in and now they're on the right path yeah because the Shido keep like being very spora- sporadic um, and yeah. so that's not that's not the right word. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean. Um, and so yeah, so so Perrin was too angry. They overshot. They'd come back. They're they're they should have caught up sooner. Um, and so because they're so far they're behind, now. everyone's a little bit upset. Yeah. Because everyone's also upset because they think that Perrin slept with Berlaine. Yes. Because Berlaine is the worst. Yeah. Um. Yep. Um. And so then, uh, that's it. Uh. So then, what's her face comes over. With um, Balwer, who is a baller. Balwer the baller. I love Balwer. I'm so on board with this character. He's so petty, and I love it. Yeah, the no, fact it's great. That even he's still with um, the, this camp, much like he was with the White Cloaks, keeping up the like, oh, I'm not a spy. Hey, Perrin, can I talk to you one-on-one? And I'm like, dude, why Why are you, What? what is this pretense you're keeping up even here? He's like, no, I'm a secretary. And Perrin- How dare you suggest anything else? Parent thinks it's hilarious, and so he like he's like I'm yeah, humoring sure. him. It's so Whatever. silly. <laughs> um, yeah. Love Baller. So we get three pieces of information. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the order that we got them in? It's mm-hmm. a good question. Do you remember which one came first? The first one's like not really that important, to be honest. Um, no, the three pieces are that Masima has been meeting with. Um, that's the important one, yes. Ms. The the with the the Aes Sedai. Um Masima has been sending people back to Altara. Um and um that those are the only two I remember. Is there a third thing? Yeah, she literally says, okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. So the you. but the but the only important things are that Masima might be Oh, treating Niren, with the white cloaks. Uh, yes. Okay. So first, uh, least important. Javier reported Masima sent another rider back towards Amadicia, right? Which uh, Balwer thinks is the white cloaks. Yes. And Perrin is like, okay, it could be white cloaks, but it also could be the Sanchen because we know that he's met with them before. Which I do think it's probably the Sanchen, considering what we get later. And then yes, that that. Why? Why do you think that is? Why? What? what do you think? Like, here's my thing. What does Masima get out of working with the Sanchen? Masima, I don't know. He's 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 kind of described as crazy, and so I feel like puzzling out his reasonings for things are, are they're not going to be straightforward. Like it's going to be whatever the fuck he wants it to be in the moment because he's not well. Like he he's he's not yeah. okay. I just feel like by this point, Perrin. Sh- okay, if Perrin were smarter. You have Missima be like, I'm not going to jump to Rand. I'm going to walk there. But I am willing to go through a portal to help you. Because it keeps him away from Rand longer. My thing is like, Perrin, open a portal to Rand, send Missima, go through it, 
and then just leave Masima there and like have Ram deal with him. Like the fact that Ra- the fact no, that because Masima keeps going through portal after portal after portal. Yeah, but you can see what's on the other side of the portal. If it was suddenly fucking Kyrian or something, because here's the thing: Karen also does not know where Rand is. Lie. Yes, well, okay. Then you would take an army of rabid dogs into a civilized area who would be upset that they've been lied to and go on an absolute killing spree. No, no, I'm saying drop them off somewhere. Where? I don't know. Like You're saying at Rand, they Rubidian. don't know where Rand is. Just like put them in the middle of the waste. Like literally, just like drop them off somewhere. Honestly, that's and fair. Deal with them later. That's fair. Like you have these guys. Go who- throw them in Shara. Literally, just drop them on an island that they cannot get off of, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then come back to them later. Because you know you can get them to go through portals. Yes, yes, but they can see what's on the other side of the portals. That's the thing. They're, you can't really mislead it's them. The, it's the wilderness. It, there's snow everywhere. Fucking lie to them, drop them off somewhere, and deal with them later. The, but the idea that they can keep their they keep going through portals, and I'm like, fucking leave them behind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I don't think it would work. Perrin is causing himself so many headaches by constantly bringing these people through portals. And then they're fucking killing people and stealing everywhere they go. They're the the worst, yeah. They're causing problems. And I'm like, just send them to rant. Well, no, but no. Here's what Perrin should have done. One of the Ashaman mm-hmm. should have been sent to go find Rand to bring Rand here because Masima is not going to go willingly, that, right? A, a, another very valid suggestion. Like that that's where what I thought was going to end up happening because Masima, Masima is not going to cooperate. Drop Masima at the Black Tower mm-hmm. and have the Black Tower deal with them. Uh yeah. Andor is going to look like I'm a, like it's, they're not far enough away from Andor that it's going to look that different. Just drop them off somewhere. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. I do think that they should have gone to go find Rand. I'm just saying, but... by like the 20th time they've taken a portal together, I'm like, God, d- 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 like, d- walk them through a portal into a-, a prison and fucking leave. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. That leaves Perrin with a lot less people and there's a lot of Shadow to deal with. Yeah, so. okay. Let's get into it. Okay, so they, um, so the, so while he's looking at the, the, there are dark hounds everywhere now. He's he's gone to see the tracks. Well, it's really bad. There's like before that, we do get the the conversation with Balwer. That happens before the dark hound stuff. Um, Yeah, but it's it's like we talked about it. Like it's not really. Yeah, we know that the Aes Sedai are meeting with Masima, which is definitely very sketchy. And the one thing that I will say is that, like, Balwer really accepts um, uh, Perrin at face value here because Perrin is like, you've been trying to lead me to this decision for how long? Next time, just fucking say it. And Balwer's like... Oh, yeah, that was interesting. That was really cool. You know what? You're right. And when you're right, you're right. And I was like, okay, that was a good moment. Um, uh, that's why it- Balwer's... Yeah. yeah, I love Arzu. And you know what? I appreciated him being like my last employer. And Perrin was like, God, Merindy's weird. Mer- like, yeah, Merindy's got some shady stuff going on. At some point, Perrin is going to find out. Oh, he's And Bob's going to be like, oh, no, I... He's like, oh, are you working for the White Cloaks? He's like, no, I'm, I want to kill all the White Cloaks. Probably going to be like, cool. Cool. Um, we can work together. Arzu, thank you for that super chat. Uh, I now want Masima's adventures in Shara, but they are not blind. They wouldn't go. I'm saying that yeah. you can trick them. It's not that hard. I don't, I don't know how you would, right? Because everywhere's covered in snow right now. Like, everything looks the same. Andor is not that far away. Drop them off outside Camelin. <laughs> Be like, Rand, here's your problem. Deal with it. But that's the problem. Then they go around killing villages and, and it, like, parents not going to, like, condemn They're doing that people. anyway. 
But they're doing it in a way that is actively stopping Perrin from accomplishing his goals. Uh, yeah, I'm saying, I, yeah, the, that one's complicated. Uh, Timothy, welcome back to the nerd table. Thank you so much. Stopping by to say hello. We'll watch fully later. I will be Jordan Khan. Looking forward to meeting you guys. Let's go. We're going to be there. We'll see you there. We have our tickets. We need to get yeah. a hotel room, though. We need. We should do that today. Good call. Um, You're a Toronto boy, too. What's up, T.O.? We in the six. No. Um, no, I hate it. But here, here's my point, though. Rand said, Perrin, bring Masima to me. Yeah. Do, do but it. But they don't know where Rand is. Which, but I'm saying like... But that's why I think... No, I, that's it. why I think before anything else, you send one of the Ashraman to go find Rand. I think that that's what needs to happen first and foremost. So... And the hotel rooms are not available right now. Good to know. Okay, Good thank know. you. Um, I'm saying like Rand said to do this thing. Drop them off with the Aiel outside of Camelot. The Aiel will keep them in line. I'm telling you... Right now. Yeah, I guess. Soralia does not allow foolishness. I don't care how crazy Masima is. Yeah. Soralia will, and this is a Robert Jordan book, she will spank that boy until he pays attention and does what she wants. Yeah. I trust that woman to get him in line. Seriously, like there are there are solutions to his problems, but yeah. he is so focused on like just like hunting down the Shido yeah. that he's slowing himself down. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I, I agree. I don't think this whole situation and storyline is... Handled the best, but Mimung says that Iowa just killed them all. That's fair, probably. Honestly, they kind of deserve to die. <laughs> they are murderers and thieves, so I'm kind of like not too mad about it. But no. yeah, Masima is a problem. Yeah, but Masima shows. So um, Berlain shows up. She feeds Perrin. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, they're talking about the dark hounds. He convinced everyone that there's dark hounds. Uh, and she had she shows up and she's like, "Look, flirt with me." And he's like, "I'm not gonna fucking." Do and she's like, no, seriously, take this basket. There's some shit inside. And so she had her people steal a note from Masima's desk, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't seem like the furniture type of person, but that's fine. Uh, I get it. He's he's the prophet. And it is a note from the empress. N no, uh, from Surah. Oh, sure, sure. But giving, yes. giving him the empress's protection. Yes. Is what I meant. Yes. I don't understand what he gets out of working. I, like, like him and the Sanchez. Here's the thing. Sorov is a dark friend. Yeah. Do you think Masima is a dark friend? Quite possibly. Yeah. He's 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 mad. He's described as mad. Perrin is like, this person is not well and is not being rational. Like, and that's why Perrin doesn't know what to do about him. Mm -hmm. Masima is fucked up. He could definitely well be a dark friend. He could not be a dark friend, and he yeah. could just be thinking that the Sanchez. I I. You know what? I don't know. I, I do not know. Yeah, the the Seraph being a dark friend makes it complicated because well, no, you never know if the people interacting with her are on her team or not. Yeah, right? I mean, here's the thing. Whether or not Masima's a dark friend, it benefits Seraph to protect Masima because Masima is sowing chaos, right? Which is what the the dark one wants. And, like, the the people who claim to be Rand's people but are, like, really awful running around fucking shit up for people mm -hmm. definitely is chaotic. Here, um, but, but here's my counterpoint to that. Mm -hmm. Suroth is also allowing this guy who has a not informidable force to operate on the edge of Sanchen territory. Yes. And if he is not Weakening a dark friend. for the Sanchen to sweep through. Or bringing it together to fight back against them, right? Like, the, if, if he's not a dark friend, it is a double-edged sword of... There is the uh, there is the opportunity that it is weakening the area around where the Sanchen are invading. Or, when she tries to invade, she has propped up this person who can band these people together. And if Rand comes in and Masima believes what he says he believes, 
if he's being honest, uh-huh. then she has essentially allowed Masima to build up a force for Rand to use against the Sanchen. So if he's not a dark friend, it is a risky bet, right? Yeah, You're hoping that it's going to go one way, but it could go the other. I guess that's why she reached out. To, I, I don't know. You know what? Uh, Kevin, welcome to the nerd table. Thank you for that. Um, and Timothy, thank you for uh, joining the nerd table as well for three months. Yeah, we, we got that one. Or oh yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah, about yeah. Jordan Khan. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, I, I, to, if I'm being completely honest, I do not really know why any of this is playing out the way that it. Like, I don't understand the Masima Sanchez yes. connection, but we I, will. I agree with that a uh, thousand. Probably, percent. we'll probably get there. Um, um, but Masima, she's like Masima's gonna come and he's gonna want this back. He's gonna be pissed, and then he does. Um, uh, yeah, he rides over with uh, 300 potentially people. Because this is Sparta. The, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and Perrin is like, look, I don't have time for this. Uh, we'll deal with this later. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Like, Masima's like, Masima's got points. There, there's a town that he wants to go, like, move into and raid. And there's food there. And, like, I get, whatever. We don't have time for it. The Because uh, our, our boys come back. And Elias comes back. And he's like, I found her. Found him. And Perrin's like, cool, Masima, we'll deal with this later. I don't really care right now. We gotta go. Yeah. Essentially, is what happens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, it's a chapter called Blacksmith's Puzzle. The Blacksmith's Puzzle is really hard to solve. It's cool, but like Perrin is like, a parent, like the, he doesn't stick around long enough to care about what it is, right? Yeah. It's tension. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's just, yeah. I don't care. Um, but I, I feel bad for the people of So Harbor because Masima's people are going to fuck up that city. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. That was definitely a trap. Yep. Uh, and so we go to chapter eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Perrin, uh, and Elias and, uh, one of the maidens, uh, they take a portal to the place where the Shido probably are and they climb up a little hill. And they're like, oh, yep. Um, Argon, Argandar. Arganda. Oh, well, they also run into Sulin, which is very funny. Well, yeah. Oh, you have very sharp eyes. They you smell see Sulin. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're climbing up that hill. Running up that road. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Arganda and the other uh, el- older man are struggling a little bit because they're so used to riding uh, that the hill is, it's a little bit too much for their their older lungs. Yeah. Um, and they're like huffing and puffing. Sulin, um uh, almost starts a fight, but thankfully Elias uh, and Perrin can smell them, um, which like yeah, they God, like pop out of nowhere. Perrin's sex life must be so like with a nose that strong. Yeah, that would be. Can you imagine going to an orgy with a nose that strong, or like riding in an Uber with that much cologne? Uh, cool. yeah. If you're yeah, Uber... it's a blessing and a curse for sure. If you're an Uber driver, I beg you, don't spray cologne in your car. Please, I'm allergic to it and it kills me. Please, um, it's awful. <laughs> Uh, and so they get to the top of this hill with the, uh, I'm going to call it the Amber Spyglass, even though it's definitely not that. Not that. <laughs> definitely not the crossover we need. <laughs> that would be very confusing. And they look down into the camp and see 70,000 people. Yeah. I would, I, 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 guys, am I, am I wrong? Am I wrong here? The number of Shido who are alive and in this camp, and they're not all Shido, I know, the, the brotherless and the Shido who are left. Does it seem possible after all of the things that have happened for there to be this many Aiel here? Because it doesn't seem possible Here's to me. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If the Aiel had not been split up and, and fucked over by Samael, I would say, no, it's not impossible. The, you know, there were 
There were a lot of them at Dumai's Wells. Like, uh, they did get their asses kicked. But, like, there, 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 there were a lot of Shido. But the fact that they were, like, splintered so badly and suddenly there's 70,000 of them back together again does seem like a lot. They've been wiped out at Kyrian. They've been wiped out at Dumai's Wells. Yes. And then they've been split and then up. And Semael made sure that they all got fucked over. Um, I just, it's, like, they, they come over this ridge and there's 70,000 of them. And I'm like, wait, what? How? Like, it, I wish that the number of them had been set up better earlier so that it didn't feel like they were, like... Well, we know there's, like, 200,000 of them back when they're crossing, when when Drand is chasing them, right? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so we know that there are a lot of them. But, yeah, they have been defeated several times. But, like, the 70,000 seems a lot. The Ashaman, like, erupted them. The the, the Shido were explode. Their bodies Although, were exploding on each thing. other. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Like, 50,000 of those could be Gaishan. Because they have been running amok around, mm. around the countryside, stealing every person who is not a blacksmith or a, is an, a, who is an adult yeah. and not a blacksmith. So, we actually, I do remember now in previous, before, saying that there are more Gaishan than there are uh, Aiel. So, 50,000 of them could be slaves. Uh <laughs> Which feels like it would be an easy fight to win because once the fight starts, they're gonna fight the Aiel from within. The Gaishan, no. Like Bane yeah, and they Sh- will. No, Bane and Shiad won't even like try but, to but, escape. But the majority of the Gaishan are not Aiel. Uh, the majority yeah, of the Aishan, Gaishan are uh, Amadishans. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you're talking about yeah. people who don't give a shit about Giotto, yeah. who are just being forced to. Once that fight goes crazy, those Gaishan are going to start fighting back. Yeah, it does just it, okay. Now that I now that I'm remembering that they're not all like Shido, I think that that helps with my brain. But, but yeah, but the fact that they were splintered in this way, and ten have come back together, and another ten are on their way. Like, how are they even finding each other? And this is what's that so crazy I'm not to me. Like, sure, they must have scouts running amok, like but, all over Ranland. But they don't. They don't know where they are. Like, they have no maps. Like, they, they, there's no... That's true. The, the, this idea that they've managed to find each other in the snow, a climate that they should barely be able to survive. Yeah, we've established... It's really strange to that, me. That... I, I don't know if uh, Robert Jordan understands cold the way that, like, I I feel like me, I'm imagining the cold. Meemunk says wise women dreamwalker, I would guess. The problem is that all of the wise women are with Savannah. They're, like the other, the other seps oh. don't have wise women with them, uh, and also there's four hundred of them, which is crazy. Four to five hundred, yeah. Which is, but yeah. Like, which is, which is nuts. Yeah, but it, yeah, all, you're right. They said like all of the wise women are with Savannah, so I yeah, I don't know how. So those other ten seps who are coming, you can find. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. You can visit non Dreamwalkers' dreams. So that's true. They could let fair, them know where they are. Fair, 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 fair. Yes, yes, yes. That mm, that is okay. That okay. Makes sense. You know what? You know what? Yeah. I um. I think the 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 problem with I it like is that. like picturing what seventy thousand people looks like is just very difficult to begin with. Like I just find that's like fair. conceptualizing that number of people to be hard at first. Um, yeah. And so so fi- so trying to imagine how all these people came back together after everything. Um, definitely threw me off a little bit, but I'm glad that we've talked about this because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, a bunch of them are not Shido, a bunch of them are Gaishen that they've stolen from around the countryside. You know, it is a big 
area that they've been running around. So I actually, it is starting to make a bit more sense to me. Yeah, no, I, I actually agree with that. I agree with what Chad's saying. There, there, there is, there is, there is, it, you know what? I'm glad we talked about it. Me too. Because it really bothered me when I was reading it. Because I was like, it. holy shit, what? But like, you, you're, y'all are talking me into it. I, I think it's more possible than I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but like that, yeah, but like 70,000 is like more than most NFL stadiums fit. Like it's just so many people. I don't sports ball. So like I, I, I don't. The other problem, <laughs> the, the other problem with it is feeding 70,000 people in winter with no farms is like a Herculean task. Yeah. I don't know how they're managing it, but. Robert Jordan doesn't understand winter in a way that like we're going to get to in the file chapter. But like this man genuinely does not understand how cold works in a way that is so funny as a Canadian who's grew up having to deal with this like winter weather that clearly he never did. Because it's just, it is unfathomably wrong. I mean, the funniest part to me is like so many of them are in like silk, which doesn't, yeah, which would be very chilly. It is, it, it's so like Robert Jordan's cons- concept of winter like, I have to believe that Ranland is a fantasy world where human beings do not function the way real humans function. Yeah. Because his concept of cold is so... It's different than our concept, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us being, growing up in minus 40 degrees Celsius, like, that, <laughs> you know, that feels different. And so so when they're like, yeah, absolutely frigid temperatures, I'm picturing, like, minus yeah, 40 yeah. degrees, which there's no way you could be out with bare hands and face. Yes. Right, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, our conception of winter is different than than their winter. But, right? but, but like, but this idea that there are 70,000 people in the city in winter mm-hmm. with, uh, and maybe there was a food, maybe there was food storage in the city and that's why they're stopping here. Yeah. But that they could be on the road in winter mm-hmm. is, is just, I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, how would that work? Yeah. That's so many people. If you are not accustomed, if you don't have a battle plan from day one, that's not something you like figure out on the way. Yeah. You have to be so prepared to feed and clothe and like keep 70,000 people alive in the cold in a way that like, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, It's definitely more like, you know, like England winter where it's like a little, you get a little bit of snow. Um, Actually, no, that's not true. They say the snow is up to their knees. It's knee deep. Oh, no, no, no. We're talking like Anyways, three feet of snow. No, you're, you're right. It doesn't matter. It is it not does. dusted on the ground. Uh, I like this. Matter. Samantha A. says, it almost feels like Game of Thrones where people don't understand winter because it happens once every 20 years. I disagree with that. The books of Game of Thrones, <laughs> they George R. R. Martin deals so much with what cold does to their society yeah like that's such the there is so much conversation in game of thrones about how winter affects every aspect of their society Mm -hmm. and how they literally like their whole society stops for winter yeah they're like oh we have to have this war over by winter or else like because there's nothing we can do it's winter yeah and the the conversations about the clothes the furs and, and the ways that they keep warm are, are so built into that series. Like, I think Game of Thrones does a really good job of treating winter as this as the enemy that it is to an army. Yeah. In a way that, like, the Aiel are running around, they're like, oh, we've got, like, two undersilks, so we're yeah. fine. And I'm like, no, you're dead. Like, you're you're so screwed. I wanted to ask, though, before I forget, mm-hmm. who do you think the Dark Hounds are actually hunting? Slayer. What? Yeah. You don't think Slayer is a dark friend? No, 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 no. I, I, I think that's or, uh, or sorry. You're, who are they after? Yeah. Sorry, I no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought they were. I think Slayer is like the head dark hound. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, I think that they are after. 
Like, who is more important mm-hmm. than parent, right? Like, they completely ignore parent to, and they've been hunting for a long time. Do you think it's just Rand? Like, the dark one is like, yeah, just keep running around until hopefully you run into Rand. Or do you think it's, um, I, I don't know. And that's why I wanted to ask, because. I don't know. I think it might be the Shadow. Oh, no, no, no. They're headed towards, I think the Dark Hounds are headed towards Shadar Lagoth. No, but they've been hunting somebody for a very long time, right? Rand. But he keeps teleporting. So these poor dark hounds are running around the country trying to catch up with him because they can't teleport. <laughs> and then they feel him go to the other country and the wolves like turn around and they're like running again. They're like, fuck. <laughs> They've just been in the middle of this like triangle that he's been teleporting around, just running in circles around this one area being like, where? Stop moving. <laughs> oh my God. That is very funny. I, I do enjoy that theory, um, but I, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that's the case, um, but I also am not sure They could be after be someone with the Shido. It's possible, right? Samael could have been sending them to finish off the Shido because he's, he's like, plan for them is done and he doesn't want them to gain more power because they'll have to deal with them later. Samael's dead now, but, like, that might have been a plan. I, I don't know. It could be literally anybody. Yeah. They could be after Matt. Matt is not too far away. Yeah. I'm like, who is the who is a bigger threat than Perrin? Because there's not many people. It'd be like Matt, maybe. Rand, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Savannah. Savannah's a possibility. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The Forsaken might want her dead. Because, maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they are just running around looking for Rand. It honestly could be that. I don't know. It could be anything. I don't. I don't feel like I have enough information to make like that. Like this is it because they they ran a circle on parents' camp and then they left. Like I. I don't know. It's Moraine. She's back. Moraine. It's Moraine. That's it. God, I 100%. hope so, guys. I hope Moraine comes back in this book. I want it. Um. So then, yeah, Perrin is like, I don't know what we're gonna do. We're kind of fucked. And we cut to Fayo's point of view. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, no, no, no. While they're up on the hill, the the uh, Perrin has, like, this crazy vision of uh, Rand and Nynaeve. Oh, because the channel. Because it's going down. Yeah, it's I'm yelling going timber. down, down. Um, oh, we went different, like different songs, different um, songs. And so, yeah, Anura is like, this is crazy. We need to go there. And Perrin's like, no, Rand is going to deal with it. Don't worry about it. We got to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final chapter of this week's reading. We did it in two and a half hours. Let's go. Nailed I was worried it. this was going to be, like, a five-hour show, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, that would never happen. Uh, this is a uh, uh, spoiler alert. My low. Uh, so the Shido have broken down enough that um, Fail is almost raped, um, and the protection of Gai Shan is gone, which makes the slavery of Gai Shan uh, suddenly a lot worse. A lot worse. Uh, Tell means welcome back to the nerd table for eight months after several uh, years of long winters and impossible droughts. I just go with the wheel of time flow. What grows in three weeks? We, oh, we, yeah, we cross in like three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's fine. Don't don't worry about don't don't worry about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, the being Gai Shen does not mean what it used to, which we already like kind of were, that was into that, you know. Yeah, um, but like Savannah uh, sucks. Yeah, Savannah sucks. If you didn't know, Savannah sucks. The Shido suck, and yeah, Fail is almost um, raped by this seven foot tall man, mm-hmm. um, and is saved by Roland, who is the person who made her Gai Shen who has been stalking her because he thought she was pretty, and now he also thinks that she's very cool as well as pretty and wants to make her laugh. Even though he's like, do you have a husband? Well, what happens while your Gai Shan doesn't matter afterwards, so I'm going to try and have a relationship with you while your Gai Shan, 
which for people who are not Shido is forever. Um, so yeah, Roland is Roland is so weird, and t- whatever the other guy's name is, Nadric. Nadric is also. Oh, that was yeah. He's he sucks. Yeah, but, um, this got this got this chapter got weird. I know it got real weird. Um, we learned that Allura and what are what are their names? Who are the two that who are the two that escaped? Lucille and Arella. Um, uh, Chet does not like Roland either. Roland is the worst. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awkward because here's the thing. Because yeah, this gets so this just gets it, like the guy Shan of it all is kind of not the worst form of slavery because they're not taken advantage of. But once you take away that protection, suddenly it just now it's just creepy and weird. Well, and here's the thing: there is no way in Roland's head that he doesn't believe that Fayil might get with him to use him to escape as well. Like, there's no yeah. way that that hasn't crossed his mind. And so he's, like, he's very clearly um, in on the manipulation of it if he gets to fuck Fayil, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, weird. Didn't like it. Um, I think that, you know, Fayil might end up using Roland to her advantage. Um, yeah, I'm just worried that that's but... going to be a sexual relationship to use him and, like, that that's gonna hurt parent like I I I Yeah. For a plotline that just feels so unimportant to the overarching series, this got so creepy so quick. Well, and here's the thing, like Roland like understands that the Shido suck. Yeah. Like he's like, yeah, Savannah sucks. Like I, I, and then a bunch of them are just there because because um, I guess they can't leave, otherwise they'll get like killed. I guess maybe. Colonel Sanders. Uh, Colonel Sanders says uh, this is a great way to showing the moral fall of the Shido, though. I understand where you're coming from with that. My my thing is that we already know that they've fallen off, and the the like the the Shido storyline has just kind of run its course, and so I we're think, just kind of like keeping it, it. Just is still going. I think we're just already done with the Shido, and we were done with the Shido like a book or two ago. They've been beaten so many times. But I yeah, I understand what you're saying. The fact that they're still seventy thousand strong, like and, and look, I, I could be wrong. This could be headed towards something that matters, but it just kind of feels like it doesn't. Yeah. Like. In terms, like, I don't know what the Shido want. They're just causing harm to cause harm. Savannah wants to marry Rand so that she can be top dog. Sure, I but, like, guess. that's, we know that's not going to happen. Like, I know. Like, there's just, there's no, the, the, the last time the Shido were relevant to the major plot of the series was Dumai's Wells. And ever since then, they've just kind of been, it just keeps going. And it keeps going in a way that isn't relevant to a lot of main characters, isn't changing anything for anybody else, yeah. isn't, like, and isn't headed towards a goal other than, like, marrying Rand, which is just such a, like... Yeah. Savannah isn't making moves that push her towards that goal. Yeah. So I'm just... I, I don't care. And the... We, we keep spending time with this storyline, and it keeps getting weirder. Yeah, they get, like, we... Yeah, we're, we're kind of done with the storyline. I hope that it resolves in this yeah. book. Please, please. Uh, should I go away? Yeah. Well, and then... So, so yeah. Fayil, Fayil is doing... The, so Fayil, Roland saves her from Nadric uh, and carries the basket for her and is like, I want to make you laugh. And she's like, whatever, dude. I, right. I don't. Yeah. Sure. If it's going to help me escape, fine. Um, and so she, while she's doing the laundry at the water pump system, which is really cool. I, yeah. I, again, great world building. I, I love the idea yeah. that they couldn't live closer to the lake because of the mud. And yeah. so they have this water pump system. Robert Jordan, really, really cool. Um, 
I, I think it, it's really interesting and fun to read. And I was like, oh, I like this setup of this city. Like, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but then Fayil gets pulled away from that because... Uh, well, so she goes there. First she goes there. Yeah. And she runs into... Al, is it Aleandra? Right? Yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're doing laundry and she says that... Um, Morgase went to go steal the thing, the the rod this morning. From Tharava. And hasn't come back. And then Galena shows up and is like, better get your shit together and attacks, um, was it Aleandra or was it Fayil? She grabs one of them. And yeah. one of Savannah's other guy, Shant, literally like grabs her and fucking throws down. Yeah. And is like, it, you want me to go tell Savannah that you've been uh, uh, assaulting her um, guy, Shan? Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that's going to go. So Galena goes away to lick her wounds, I guess. Uh, she's kind of the worst. We already yeah. knew that. Um, well, and, she's a dark friend and yes. a red. But she shows up because she wants to come get Fail. She shows Fail that the two escapees have been captured again. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And they are naked and hogtied. In winter and hogtied. Which I'm like, they will die. It's gotta be like like, like around zero die. degrees. You know what I mean? No, they're they're in knee deep snow. There's no way it's zero degrees. That's it is why it's weird, yeah. Well below freezing. And these women are hogtied naked. Yeah. Great. So then uh, um what is what is this girl's name? Of Aravine. yes. Aravine is evil, right? What? Do you think so? Aravine is a thousand percent evil. Oh, no, I think she's some kind of, like, nobility that was captured by the Sanchen, or not Sanchen, by the Shido, and is like, this is my best chance out of here. No way. You think she's a dark friend? Aravine shows up and knows Fayil's last name. Yeah. How? Well, if she's a royalty, she might know Fayil. But that Fayil got married? Oh, you mean the whole parent thing about it? She says, um, Tybara. yeah. Um, I the, the, okay, but Fayil and Perrin have been yeah. behind the Shido this whole time. Yeah. They've been chasing them. Yeah. This woman shows up. Oh, she said she overheard them. They've been dropping. No, because they've been they've not been using that last name I ever thought, since she got into camp. I thought Fayil was like, how do you know that name? And she's like, I've been eavesdropping. I don't them. buy it for a second. I don't think she's been using that name. This woman is a dark friend who is 100% showing up being like, I know who you are. I don't want because her to be a dark Because Forsaken fucking told me. I'm trying... This woman is going to use helping her escape the Shido no, to get next to Perrin. I don't want to be... I don't want her to be a dark friend. Aravine is evil. I'm calling it right now. Okay, I'm going to bet The way she shows not. up... You say dark friend, I say not. All right. All right, bet. bet. Fucking bet. I just... I, um. I can't buy that this woman shows up, knows all this stuff, and like immediately swears to her, knowing that her oath doesn't matter because she's a dark friend... Nah, this this woman is evil. She this and it's all a manipulation. So. She care she takes her over to these people and is like, "Look, see, I didn't reveal your secrets. Look at these naked women, dark friend, evil dark friend. It's too manipulative." Um, but then they uh, take her to. Uh, she takes our Ar- takes uh, Fayil in to see Savannah because Savannah wanted to see her, and we find out that Galena has revealed that Sav- uh, that Fayil was hiding a knife. Yeah. And so, which, like, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Especially if you want Fail to steal something for you. Because now Fail is fucked. Like, Fail's not going to be able to pull off the thing that you want her to pull off. Yeah, now they're going to be keeping a closer watch on Fail. And so I feel like that was really stupid of Galena. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, because they were. Unless it wasn't Galena. It might have been Aravine. 
She's evil. But here's the thing. I, 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 I think that it was Galena. And I think that Galena really messed up. Because I think that Galena was under the impression that the girls were not doing it. But they were. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, Megden doesn't get the thing. Megden shows uh, before this, before this, before we get into the final bit, which I'll have things to say about. Galena, or Megden does show up to the laundry basket place, but doesn't. I, at first, I was like, oh, she must have got the rod, but she didn't. No. But I guess she got away because the Rava. Because the moment that Rand and Nynaeve started doing the thing. Yeah. Like, kind of threw her off, threw Tharava off. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, Josh says, I just remember like two months ago, you guys kept talking about how you wanted more Perrin and Fayil. Yes, I want Perrin and Fayil together. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want them to be doing things together. Yes, yes. I do want more Perrin and Fayil. I, I want this storyline with them to be over and them to move on to something that puts them back in the direction of everybody else seems to, well, but Matt also kind of is like, just kind of like spinning his wheels. Yeah. I want these characters to get on plot points that feel like they're moving towards a conclusion. Yeah. Rather yeah. than just kind of like, it took four books to get mad out of Ebudar. It has taken four books for Perrin and Fayul to, to, to deal with whatever's going on. Like, yeah, which we've said a few times. So, you know, I feel like we, we, that point is very clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is what it is. I, I, it looks like a lot of chat also does not love the storyline, so we're not alone here. So but let's get to the end tough. of it. Savannah, Savannah and um, Therava... Punish Fayil by tying her naked and hogtied to a table outside overnight in winter, which is... Like I said, it's got to be like zero degrees. It, it do, like, it doesn't make sense. It is so weird. And like, which sets up the the weirder part that we're getting to. But like, this is where Robert Jordan does not understand how winter works. She would not make it three hours. She would be dead. Yeah. You cannot survive naked outside in winter overnight. That it's just not possible. Not in Canada. All of the IEL should be missing fingers at this point. Most of them should be missing feet. Like they're wearing porous they are literally wearing porous boots that get wet, which means their feet would get frostbite. They would be they would all be dead. Yeah, from our understanding of winter, yes. We it, we just have to believe that this is a fantasy world where there can be three feet of snow yeah. at, like, moderate temperatures. I know I need to give up on this. I know it needs to stop bothering me. But, like, it is so unrealistic yeah, yeah, yeah. that it, it, like, baffles the mind. Yeah. You no, I, can't I survive understand. like this. I, I understand. I'm just, yeah, I'm not thinking about it too hard because uh, there's there's just no way. I know. If, <laughs> I know. I need to move on. But, like, the punishment is, like, oh, no, you're going to be naked all night outside. Yeah. Well, then and Roland like, shows up and is, like, massaging her naked body. <sighs> well, he, first of all, is like, can I hang out? And she's like, shh, shh, I, I guess, sure. yeah. And then he puts hot coals under her to, like, keep her warm, which, like, yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah. She's still dead. Like, that, that wouldn't be, a, that would not be enough to keep you alive. Like your lungs would, she's dead. She's dead. But then he crawls on top of her, drapes himself over her naked body, and starts rubbing her out. And I'm like, this is so Robert Jordan. First of all, why did why is this where we ended the reading this week? Look, Robert Jordan has some rope kinks. Like he definitely is into Shibari. Like there but is no way. This is straight up a porno in the weirdest way. And like the. Fact that at the beginning of this podcast, go back yeah. and people are like, why are you guys making this so sexual? What fucking wheel of time did you guys read? Yeah. This woman is getting a naked hog tie massage 
from a man who wants to steal her from her husband. Like, this is the kinkiest fucking weird shit ever. Oh, 100%. A thousand percent. Like I <laughs> And people are complaining that we made it sexual. I, yeah, guys, we did not make this series kinky. I'm oh sorry. Oh my god. Uh Sex Monkey said roasted falcon is my favorite holiday dish. Yeah. Roland's just hungry, okay? Alright? Yeah. S- yeah. 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 And that that's 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 where we leave off. That's um, that's it. That's that's we literally ended the reading this week and I was like, fuck, we need to add a chapter because like it, this is, this is, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. See, sorry. If you make things kinky and sexual when they aren't sure, she is hogtied nude and he is rubbing her thighs. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he has explicitly said, look, it, if Roland had not explicitly said that he was attracted to her and didn't care that she was married... It wouldn't. It would be infinitely be less, less weird. weird. Yeah. If he, if he crawled on top of her, was like, "Look, you're gonna die if I don't do this." Mm-hmm. It would be less weird. But him being like, "I here, can I rub you out while I try and find a way to make you laugh?" Because I think that you're very attractive. That is what makes it weird. Yeah. It is he's, not. He's putting in the work. Him trying to save her life. If it was practical, and he mentioned it being a practicality, it wouldn't be weird. Yeah. It is the fact that he wants her. Yeah. Has said that and. Is like making it about him trying to make her laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's it, this is weird. I'm sorry. This was a really weird place to leave off this week. Yeah. And like yeah. I was, I was getting a little. I had taken like a gummy to like get high and go to sleep. And so I was like starting to feel that kick in as I read this. And I was sitting there like, what the fuck, Robert? Robert, what? Why? Yeah, yeah. It's it. It was it was it was pretty smutty. Um, I don't know how to add smut. Like I don't know how to add sexier than. Hog tie massage. We're also like this far through the book. Like these are like we have so much less reading to get through for the next couple sections. So um thank you for for sticking through this long chunk. Yeah, it's been, this, it was a lot of reading. Yeah, it was. But honestly, like I think that it gave us enough to talk about for the book club. I, I think that, you know, from what people have said, uh this book is a little bit slow. So it, it, it works out. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, it, it was, it was interesting, but, um. Crossroads of smut. It was, it was interesting, but not full of momentum. And no, I, yeah, I, yeah. I think that like the, mom, like Rob Jordan has serious momentum issues in his writing. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of over explaining. I think there's a lot of repetition. Like I, I, I think that Robert Jordan needed an editor who wasn't his wife. And I, I, I think yeah. I, I, I don't, maybe people will disagree with me on that, but. I really do feel I, like they were going through some horrible shit together. I do think percent. they should have probably had an outside perspective. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to discredit that like, you know, Robert Jordan was dying. Yeah. And like that's that's awful. But I think that they yeah, that they, they should have had an outside editor as well. Just I, uh, in addition to um I, I do yeah. think that that would have if I think that that were the case the this section would definitely be different, and by section I, I mean these couple books. Books in the- yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so you know, he was very sick and and dealing with those health issues. So, um, that is unfortunate and something to take into consideration. But yeah, definitely do think they should outsource that. Um, uh, no, none for you says no, not sexy at all. I'm not saying that it's sexy. I'm saying that it's oh, it's and that's sexual. your next comment. It's yeah, very yeah, sexual. Yeah, 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 it is. It is not sexy. I do not find this sexy no. because sexy implies that I like it. I find this gross in a sexual way that I yeah. don't like. Yeah. I don't like reading it. Yeah. Because and it doesn't. 
it, it, we keep ending up in these weird sexual situations that don't like change the plot or that, that don't like because our characters don't change from them they never really feel all that important the only sexual situations that have felt important to the plot are, with are Rand's. Rand's yeah and and and, and Perrin and Fayul like the, Fair, yeah. the the ones that he writes that feel important to the plot are the good ones mm-hmm. and the negative ones are always kind of like shrugged off yeah and moved on from yeah and like if you're gonna write stuff like this you, I, I feel like I want you to make it important because making it unimportant and weird yeah. makes it weirder. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I just read this just because it was like a thing you thought to put in the book. Like, that's weird. Yeah. It just for, yeah, for 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 myself and it sounds like for you, it doesn't really serve a, a purpose. And maybe the Roland stuff will. So, but like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to read fucking Fayil has a weird sexual relationship behind parents' back while she's a slave. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's an uncomfortable... Especially because it's like the 19th, like it's not an important plot point. The shi- Unless the Shido have a huge part to play in the last battle, which I, fuck, like, I don't know how they could. But if they do, if, if they are not a huge part of the final battles of this series, and this is just a plot line you have to get through to get Perrin back to being relevant to the actual plot of these books, and you add in all of this weird sexual slave stuff into that section... And it's not a main plot. It just becomes this weird, like, background detail. And I just think that, like, making your readers feel uncomfortable for background details isn't worth it. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, no, and I, I, think, I will agree with that. I think so, I, I think everyone's going to have... Their mileage may vary on that. But, like, yeah. I am of the mind that if you're going to write this kind of uncomfortable um, material, mm-hmm. it has to be wildly intentional and the less intentional it feels, the more it just feels like, like you were just like a self insert in a weird way. Like yeah. I don't, and I don't, I don't like that. I don't want that to be the case. You know. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just makes me. It just yeah. It gives so, me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, maybe there's a reason for this, but like I don't really. Yeah. I yeah yeah. It's a little bit a little bit weird, but we got some really cool information um, about the dark hounds. Yeah. And uh, them and the like, kind of like behind the scenes going on of what what's up with Masima that that stuff all very interesting. Um, Matt and Tuan that section was very interesting, and there was some good stuff in the prologue. So there's definitely cool information here. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of um, active moving forward yeah. of plot, but but definitely like breadcrumbs. So so my question to you, Clarus, mm-hmm. based on how this book begins, what do you think the what do you think the the end goal of Crossroads of Twilight is? I think Crossroads of Twilight has to be to get the fucking Shido shit out of the way, right? Like, it ha- like... Okay. So you think this is going to be a lot of Parent and Fayel stuff? Yeah, and I hope that Matt runs into them. Oh, interesting. That would be fun. I, 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 know, I don't know, but... it's not, like, super close on the map. It's close enough. Well, no, Ebudar is way down there. Where Where is the Shido again? All right, let's, no, I think they might be too far away. Let's they are pull just... up the map and let's take a look at this. Okay, so currently Matt is like here. Ebudar. Yeah, and Perrin is here? Is he? He's in here. Yeah, no, they're really close to each other. Perrin, this is So Harbor right here. Oh, So, ha- so Hadar, So Harbor. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Okay, they're not that far away. Though. Oh, no, Malden. That's where the Shido are. Malden. Yeah. Oh, it's on the map. So, yeah, so, like, Matt, and they're really close to each other. They could run into one another. Yeah. Interesting. That's, okay. 
I can see that happening, potentially. So Furic and his people, are all these fights going to come together together? I don't know. Because we know that Furic is after them. He's after Matt. Mm-hmm. Although, like, that, that's another thing is, like, how is Furic going to find them? Like, what, what possible leads? The, 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 the no Shanshin idea. do not know where they are. They don't know the country they're in. Yeah. What leads could they, well, I guess they have Melon, who is an Aes yeah. and maybe knows the country, but, like. I, I just feel like with the, with the, with the, with the visions that Perrin and Matt keep having about Rand and kind of one another as well, like, when they think about the other people, like, that they have to be coming together at some point. They're so like, close to each other. Let's pull the map up again. They're all really close physically. This you're is just the closest. Like pulling out the map, don't But you? this is the closest they've been physically the entire time, right? Because Rand is only right... Um, Where is Rand? I actually don't know. Uh, Stradarlagoth is somewhere on this road. Arad Hall. So he's up here. Okay, so they're... they're so they're all, like, far. in this... But they're not that far from each other. Compared yeah. to when Rand has been like down here or over here, you know yeah, what I mean? bouncing like, around. Yeah, yeah. I I would like this book to bring the three of them together. That 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 would be fun for me. I would like. Yeah, I would like that as well. Yeah, but I don't know. We we shall see. Yeah, we shall see where that goes. Where do um, you think it's going? I I I have no idea, and I think that two hundred and sixty pages into a book, I should. Um, That's fair. And so I think that. Uh, they, they, this book, this, thus far, this book has not introduced anything new. And I think that that is... Um, new. Uh, well, the, I guess you could consider the um, Arid Domen stuff, like, new. Uh, not, but we already knew that. What? What do we know? Like, the, there's, know? like there's, not, there's no new plot in, in the first turn. For, for our main plot, yes. Not, yes. not even for side plots. We are, we are still dealing... This book... Is so far is 260 pages. Yeah. That is mostly repetition of information that we got from the last three books, mm-hmm. and the the slight progression of storylines that have been going on for books now. Yeah, but, but there we is, got good information. Sure, but there is nothing. There is yeah yeah. There's interesting information. Yeah. But none of it is moving forward. This was yeah. 260 pages of yeah we talked about wheel that. spinning. Yeah. And there's nothing new here. And so mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping that they bring something up so that characters have something to do. But like, this is just kind of we're we're just kind of in this weird place with these books, yeah. and I know we're gonna get out of it, and I know we're gonna get past it. Yeah. But it, I do I do understand why Chad is like you just have to get past this because yeah. that's what I feel. I, I feel like I'm like I'm, I'm this waiting is gonna for this be to the prologue to the next book. This is gonna be the setup for the next book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I just I think that's unfortunate. I think that um, I I think that it is what is. It, it, it is a shame to me that so much of the what I think is negative about the Wheel of Time as a whole is packed so densely together in one section of it. Because mm-hmm. the first six books are this like, the first six books are this like masterpiece yeah. that I love so much that I want to get to the end, but I'm really struggling to care right now. Yeah. About anything that is happening. Yeah, and there's a lot of people who said that this is, like, around this time is where they fell off. Yeah. And, like, I I understand. I and I'm not going to stop. I yeah. Because I still love the characters. I, I still want to keep reading. Like, I'm going to probably read today. You know what I mean? Like, I, I still love the series. Yeah. But these, the, like, the and Winter's Heart, I think the last, like, third of Winter's Heart is really good. Mm-hmm. But the the slog is real, in my opinion. And it is it is a lot of Robert Jordan over-explaining, repeating, and just refusing to, like, let the plots have any resolution. Like, it's just more introduction, more and more and more and more and more. Yeah. To the point where 
it bounces around too much and I don't know where we are. I don't know when we are. And like the books don't even feel like they're moving forward because this book, everything we've read so far happens before the end of last book. Yeah. And so I, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'm struggling. The thing that makes me want to keep reading is book club. Yeah. And like doing this with you guys has made it fun. And like coming up with jokes and things that I'm going to like mention on book club is what is keeping me going right now. Yeah. And I'm I'm so excited to get through it. I am. I'm still I still love it. You know what I mean. But I just don't love it in the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the story as a whole, I you know I believe very strongly that when we get to the end, the story will be beloved as a whole. But you know, the fact of the matter is, we are going through it section by section, and so we are going to have perspective of only up until we have in that moment. And then, mm-hmm. you know, um, we might reflect back differently at the end. Who knows? Uh, Tom Jones, thank you. Welcome back to the nerd table. Mm-hmm. When my friends and I read this book, we joke you could skip right to book 11 and not notice. Still kind of feel that way. We'll let you know That's, what we think. <laughs> oh, no. We will let you know what oh, we Oh, no. Don't tell me that. At the end. Uh, Please just stick with the pod. Guys, I promise you that no matter how frustrated I get, the pod will keep going. Yeah. And eventually, I will, 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 it'll be good again. Wow. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. I don't want people to think that, like, the show is bad because I'm not having fun with the book. But I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to make the show super fun for chat when, when, when like, there's just stuff that I'm like, guys, this this kind of isn't good. Yeah. Our, our first and foremost thing has always been honesty. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, we could just kind of, like, skip over... No, no, no. I want to. I want to do all but of it. I want no. to have a other than those no, no, five I pages mean, that I did skip. No, I mean skip over like when in the show we could just skip over what we didn't like, but then you guys would complain that the podcast wasn't long enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> People are like two I'm and kidding. a half hours. This is so short. I'm kidding. Uh, Arzu, thank you for that um, super chat. Uh, Knife of Dreams is RJ at his best. Trust us, we will get to a point mm-hmm. in the series where you are screaming joy and heartbreak in every section. <laughs> And that's and I think that I it's going to be worth it. I cannot wait. I, I really cannot wait. Um, Pudati also says we want your honesty and. I think that a lot of you people do, but it, it, to be completely fair, we have had people comment on the book club and, and leave because they they don't like that we talk about the negative stuff as well. Yeah. And that sucks. You know, that that sucks. I hope some people come back for when, we, uh, when it is all fun and games and positive again. But I don't want, like, yeah, I don't want to never not be honest because it's more comfortable for people. Um, Perry Wolf, oh my god, can you imagine if we were doing this, like, two chapters at a time, like, The Wheel Reads? I would, because they've got years of this ahead oh of Oh my them. god, someone please let them know that they're going to want to speed up a little for, uh, for they this They have second. to do this for years. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so glad we chose four weeks a book. I, like, want to save. I, I want to, like, save there them was from a, it. There was a time when we talked about three weeks for this book. Mm-hmm. However, that is just a lot of like pages to read um let's get through the super chats and let's get back of course perry wolf says thank you so much for the super chat thank you a lot of people here would like this book broken in three parts instead of the usual four something to think about i feel like we've already put out the schedule and it changes our schedule before jordan con so i think we're going to stick with the schedule as is because of where our days off before jordan con land um yeah we'll we'll put out the full schedule before jordan con so you guys understand why we don't want to change it Um, yeah and also uh Mm -hmm. one of the shorter weeks of reading now um, we're on vacation, uh, and so 
what, what the book club will happen because we come back Thursday night. But yes. we, we're going to be in Denver skiing all week. And so we don't have a lot of reading time. And so I think making our giving us more reading will make that week harder. Yeah. 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 It, but yeah. We have worked out our reading schedule from now until Jordan Con and spaced it out in a way that like sets us up really nicely for Jordan Con that we're not in like the middle of something. So yeah. that's. But, but yeah, we did think about speeding up this book. Um, James Ross, thank you so much for the super chat. Just a quick word of encouragement. It's better to suffer together than alone. Yes. We're still having fun and we love the honest relations. Thank you, um, James I, Ross. We, I'm glad we, you are. We, we appreciate that. It, it is nice to hear. And Storm, do you thank you for that super chat? <laughs> thank you. Uh, you don't need to f- apologize for feeling disappointed by this book. I think most people are. I don't feel disappointed by it. I just am a little bit confused. I mean, we're only this one. I know, but I, I just am a little bit confused. I'm more confused by it. Like, I feel like... It's it's this weird thing where like it feels like Robert Jordan got worse at writing, yeah. <laughs> as the books went on, and I just I don't know. It's it's so strange to me because the first six books are so unbelievably good. Yeah, I'm excited to get to Knife of Dreams. Like I'm still, despite the fact that I'm not enjoying this book, I still want a Wheel of Time tattoo. Yeah, like it's not these books aren't like bad enough that like I'm like oh wow this is terrible. There it's it's confusing because he was so effective for so long yeah. that the falling off from that effectiveness. It feels weirder as a reader because I'm like, is this the same guy that like wrote what I is like um, the Shadow Rising, which I think is like in contention for the best fantasy book ever. Yeah, it is just it's it's more just like it's like weird. It's like this whiplash of like what happened, like what changed that made that guy stop doing the things that were so successful that I mm-hmm. think make Wheel of Time like one of the great fantasy series. Where did he lose his way? It's not like George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin's books were always too expansive and confusing, right? There, there was always too many plot lines. There was always too many directions it was headed in. Mm-hmm. This didn't feel that way for six novels. And then it just is like... Yeah, a thousand percent. And that's what's weird about it is, is the element of it that I'm like, he was so effective for so long. What happened? Yeah, yeah. I think maybe the scope of it just it just got out of hand. And, and you know, shit happens, you know? Michael, yes, uh, you think about that super chat. Hey, I dare you not to mention the super chat or thank me at all. Dare failed. I, I was like, are you going to read it? I wasn't gonna I wasn't going to. I was just going to let it go. Ashandra, I welcome back to the Nerd Table for eight months. Thank you, thank you, thank you. wonder how much of the slog is RJ dealing with his health and not resolving stories because he didn't want to give up on life and want something to live for. Maybe. I, you know, it's 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 not something that we'll ever really, like, know. Um, and so that, that uh, that is a tough one to think about. But it is important to remember what Robert Jordan was going through at this point, you know? Uh, Tom Jones, thank you for that super chat. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to send you negative. Uh, the last four books are wild, wild, wild. The payoff is worth it. I don't feel like. No, Tom Jones, you're you're great. Thank you for that super chat. Then the, um, the, I don't mind negativity, y'all. You can call me an idiot. You can call me names. Don't call other people in chat names. That's where I draw the line. You can say whatever you want to me. It was the people who were commenting, not negativity, but were like, you know what? I don't enjoy the show anymore. That was that was what was tough for me, because that felt honest. Like I wasn't putting on the show that people wanted. And yeah. this is this is entertainment. Like I, I, it's a three-hour show on a Friday to entertain people, and I want people to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were the comments that made the hardest. You can say mean shit to me. You can call me whatever you want. Um, I'll fight back. Uh, but <laughs> it, it was the people who were like, you know what? Like I just feel like the show isn't good anymore. That that those are the ones that hit me hard. Yeah, because it's like it's not about being mad at my opinions or disagreeing with me. It's about this not being fun. And I want this to be fun because I don't want people to feel like they wasted their time on this. Like, I want this to be a place where we come together and feel community. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some people that I understand that, you know, they, 
They, they look for entertainment as an escape. And so if the thing that they love is talked about it being in an, talked about in a negative way, I can understand not yeah. not that, that being your content, and that's okay. I do hope some of those people come back when, when we get into the later stuff because I think yeah. we are going to enjoy it. But it, it is a tough balance. It is a tough balance because we don't want... We don't want people to, to not be having a good time when they're here, and, and it means it means the world to us that you guys spend your Fridays with us. It does, yeah. Like, every week. Like, it's, it's it, 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 I, I really cannot express what that means. I look forward to Book Club every week, and, and we love it. And we're so excited for Jordan Con. Yes, we are. We are so excited, guys. We're going to make it special. Um, mm-hmm. I have an idea for what I want to give out, and it's going to be special, and I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, we we want to create something for everyone. Yeah. I just want to create things for people that make them happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we, all I want. We got some mm. cool we got some cool ideas that we're looking forward to, but we have to do our high-low. Yes. We didn't do that. High-low. Um, Siddhikantha uh, uh, says, react uh, to Iga, movie by RR director. Guys, if you want more Indian movie reactions, come back next Saturday. We're going to do Bahubali Part 1. Yeah. So that's a little tease. Uh, but tomorrow, the reaction is going to be Glass Onions. The Knives Out story. Yeah, we reacted to Glass Onions. That'll be on the Eastern time. channel tomorrow. And if you're here, please like the video. There's no reason to Jason Trainer, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you call me a cotton-headed ninny muggins? The the worst insult I of also, them all. I also love that the Automod caught that. Did it think that you were like trying to find a sneaky way to say the N-word? Maybe. Sometimes it does that. Our auto moderation level is like very, very high. Yeah, cotton-headed ninny muggins yeah. is an interesting one. But how dare you? Yeah. You know, you know that I was once a buddy the elf. <laughs> I think it's because it's like Ninny Muggins plus Cotton. I think that there, I think that there's a way that like the I can see how the oh. auto moderator got to that might be racist. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, our auto mod is like very strong. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's very aggressive, which is fine. Yeah, just you know, we make the mods. No, work. it has to be. It has to be. Oh, I know. Some, some people, some people write some shit that's like. There's some shit out there. No, you're right. You're right. You write, you write, but yeah, and um, like the kill the gays stuff recently has been weird. I've been deleting a lot of like I look, guys. I get that we're both bisexual, but please stop commenting that you want to kill us because we're LGBT. Like that's fucking like yeah. there's no like effort put into that. Like if you want to yeah. like throw shade, be like creative at least. That one's just like I I put no thought into this, you know. Yeah, the like anti LGBT stuff on our uh, I, not in not in the live chat, but no, in no, comments no, no. on our videos has been going up lately. And I've been deleting a lot of comments about it. Yeah. And um, I don't love it. Uh, but uh, that's life. That's being on the internet. YouTube. Um, yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, y'all, shall we do high-low? Yes. Yes, we should. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up. I, it's just been a lot lately. There's been a lot of comments about anti-LGBT yeah. stuff on our videos lately. Yeah. And um, yeah, just, just, just a weird thing that we deal with. Um, but I delete it and I... Yeah. Also, if somebody comments on your comment on a video saying you've won something... Yes. It's a scam. Yeah. I feel like we should have brought this up in the live before. I, I keep forgetting. We have. We've talked about it. Oh, we have. Time. Okay. Guys, it's a scam. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a scam. It's always going to be a scam. It's definitely 100, 1,000, 10% a scam. If we do any giveaways or anything, they'll be in the Discord. If if that were ever a thing, if if we do giveaways, we will it will be mentioned in the video verbally by us. Yeah, the, co- those comments yes. are scams. Please, 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 please stay safe. God, yeah. God. And also, if you we live, don't use Telegram, if you live in Quebec, please know that none of our giveaways will ever apply to you. So if you live in Quebec and you get those comments, 
I'm it, sorry. Like, it's a scam. It is not our fault. Um, your government uh, makes it impossible to do like raffles and giveaways involving people from Quebec. Yeah. So if you do live in Quebec, um, you are not welcome to anything we give away. Yeah. Because yeah. fuck, like Quebec makes laws. it so weird. I know. I know. <laughs> Literally, I know. I can I, give yeah. a, I can give a free thing to someone in Denmark easier than I can give a free thing to someone in Quebec. I know. It's so strange. I know. I don't. Hi, Lo. Let's really go. Understand. Um, well, uh, this is a thing that we do at uh, my dinner table uh, in growing up, and we celebrate each other's highs and we commiserate over each other's lows. Brings us together as a family. I feel like we're a wheel of time family. Wheel of time. And family. so, Clarus, what's your high of the week? Um, Watt Fam. I want to make a T-shirt Watt that says Watt Fam. It's probably a thing already. That's uh, probably a thing. You're right. Yeah. My high, um, interesting. Um, I think my high is going to be, I think I'm going to try and choose a different one than what I think your high is going to be. I guarantee you will not know what my high is going to be. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm going to go with the moment that Tuan looks at Matt and he's like, Arthur Hawking's face, and Matt is like, ah, and I was like, what is happening? And I love that moment. I thought it was very fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that is my high. Because uh, I, I was like, she knows something that we don't know yet, and I'm excited to find out what that is. Cool. Yeah, yeah no, I dig that. What's your low? My low is Roland Emmerich. Uh, you know, he's he he's such a talented director, um, but he just keeps making the same disaster movie over and over and over again. And, like, he peaked. You know what I mean? And I just, I wish Roland Emmerich would move on to something new. Um, and, and, and use his incredible skills. Cause look, Moonfall was not good. It was a bad movie. I was really disappointed by it. Um, it is, it does fall into the like, so bad it's good kind of category, mm-hmm. uh, which is surprising for a movie starring Halle Berry. But, uh, yeah, so I went wow. way too long. Um, no, Roland, uh, the, the Roland situation. I, I just, I don't like it. I, I, the, I don't need to read about how now the Sanchen are just like. This shadow. Or sorry, the, the, the Shido have now like added raping Gai Shan into their culture. Like I just, it's just. I, I, I know, yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't love it. Don't now I'm love like, it. fuck, like, yeah, yep. yeah. There's enough of that in this books already. Like the fact that we keep introducing more, it just keeps getting weirder. Yeah, my low is the five pages that I was forced to read before Balwer uh, spoke. spoke again uh, in the parent section uh, because I was like, there's gotta be something useful in here, and I was like, uh, no, okay. That's Milo. Yeah. What's your high? <laughs> Wait, Albino wins. Best comment. My high is Albino's comment. Roland is more Roman Polanski than Roland Emmerich. Well done. Albino, you have to be such a film nerd to know what... And you don't have to be that much of a film nerd. They're, they're all famous situations. But, like, fucking well done. That is a great... That is a great comment. If you say so. You have no idea who Roman Polanski is, do you? No. Roman Polanski is not allowed in the United States of America because he has uh, been charged with sexual assault. Uh, but he still makes movies in Europe and people still go see them because he's an auteur. Uh, Roman Polanski can go fuck himself. Uh, that is a man that I would not be sad if he was found in a ditch. Um, All right. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, but uh, I learned so much stuff in book club. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, uh, my high, <laughs> this is going to be so weird, um, but my high is in the prologue, in this, in the Yukiri section, that uh. when they're talking, when they're talking, and um, the one, the, oh, I wish I knew her name. Wait, uh, fuck. Uh, the one who joins them at the end of it, and she, like, walks up, and she's like, I found out some shit about the Black Aja, and Yukiri's like, what, shut up. 
we're not talking about the Black Asha. And she's like, they can't fucking touch me. That woman was my, that was my high of the whole reading this week. Because she's like, I don't fucking care. I'll say Black Asha in the hallway. And I was like, you say Black Asha in the hallway, girl. Let's go. Let's go. She's so, she's like tits out, ready for a fight. And I was like, mm. it's I was Jordan. feeling it. She's probably tits out. I just, I, um, yeah, I just, I fucking loved, um, I, I just love that moment where she's like, no, nah, I'm going to fucking talk about it. I'm, I don't care. I love and I was, that. I was, I was into it a lot. And honestly, the stuff in the White Tower with the whole Black Aja and them figuring that out, very interesting. Definitely I would read more of that. I would read that whole, I would read that whole book, right? Like I would read a whole book where they're like, look, this book cuts away from everything else. And it just is a, an investigative mystery set inside the White Tower. Mm-hmm. That might be a D&D campaign we run in the future because it's fucking awesome, right? Like, yeah. it's so fun. That'd be fun. Um, Like an alternate universe wheel. Because I, I want to do Wheel of Time D&D, guys. When the, once we've read all the books, I want to launch a show that's a Wheel of Time D&D campaign. Yeah. Um, that's set in an alternate world so that we can kind of play with whatever we want. And yeah, one of the yeah. storylines that I think I definitely want to do now is solving a murder mystery inside the White Tower. That is a fucking great plot. I just wish we spent more time with it because it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I agree. Um, that's our high lows. If you would like to show, share your high low in the Discord, please feel free. Uh, please, please feel free to come join the Discord. Keep it civil. Keep it nice. Keep it informative and discussive, not aggressive and, um, um, you know, patronizing. Yeah. That is important to us. Be nice in there or you will get banned. I yeah. don't care, guys. It's our That's our community yeah. space. It's a positive space. If you cannot, if you can't keep it friendly. Yeah. Then you're not being a community member and we'll kick you out. I, I I just, I don't care. And if you are going to be at JordanCon, in, go to the Discord in the announcements tabs and just react to the message that I put there. Just go react to it so that we have an idea of the number of people who might be interested in a panel or a discussion or thing some, that we do. Yeah. I guess, uh, I don't know how to say that. Uh, please go react to that so uh, we can get an idea of numbers. Let's do it. Um, it's going to be fun. And uh, with that, if you like this video, like and subscribe to the channel. If you don't, hit the dislike button. Leave me in comments down below because the algorithm god is hungry and we must feed her. This episode, the algorithm goddess is, I'm going to give it to Fayil. And the food that we're feeding her is soup because she's cold yeah, and she's we don't cold. want her to die. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, naked absolutely. and she needs warmth. 100%. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us around the internet. Yeah, I'm at Nerdy Nightly. And I'm at Clars Polaris. For those of you who don't like Smut Corner, goodbye. Bye. Um, where would you add sex into this? Um, you know what? I really just wish that like that um our White Tower gals would host an orgy with everybody there. And so so you can suss out who's Black Aja, <laughs> who's hanging out with one another, mm-hmm. who's pillow friends. You know, like, I really think that this is an opportunity that they could use to gain information to help yeah, yeah, further yeah. their investigation. They, I think an orgy is a perfect place for that. They also throw the orgy to get everyone into a room so that they can search the rooms because everyone's busy at the orgy. Good call. It's a good time to, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely, guys. I oh think that God. this this is the plot line that is desperately missing. It sounds like the um, plot of uh, some like college sorority pornos that I've seen. Do you think Alita's invited? Um, I don't think she's invited, but I think that Alviarin brings her, like with one of those like puppy masks and a collar and a chain. No! Oh my God! Ah. Poor, uh, no, you know poor what, Alita fucking poor sucks. Alita. I was like, poor Alita, she's in a rough spot, but also she brought this on herself, so. Whatever. Yeah, but she was manipulated by the dark, too. Like, that's complicated. It is complicated. And those those foretellings, I think, like, they do a number on you, right? Yeah. I yeah. think, um, I, I, I think that I want to see Dira, like, fully injured, 
be like, Davram, we're having sex. And he's like, you Everybody hurt. out. Take your pants off. She's got, she's got like a bandage. She's bleeding. She's like, I don't care. I'm horny. Yeah. We're doing this right we're now. We're doing this right now. Right now. Everybody leave. <laughs> Deirdre just seems like the type that's like, oh man, beating the shit out of those guys and surviving a stabbing got me so hot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can totally see that. 100%. I don't think they have sex. I think that she's like, look, I, I, I'm, I'm going to lie down. I'm going to take it easy, but you're going down on me while I'm in pain. I would really like an orgasm yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. Um, can you please work on that? Thank you, <laughs> husband. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. No, that was, that was a good one. I think that those were our contributions. Yeah. It's hard to add much else, right? Like Matt, because Matt and Tuan aren't there yet. No, no, no. Although no, no. Matt and Aludra, I feel like while while he's in that circus, Matt is sneaking away to Aludra's camp a little, her tent a little bit. They kiss. They haven't. They haven't had sex yet, but like but they're they like they're lot. doing they're doing like chest stuff now. Chest. Stuff. Yeah, there's some nipple play going on. There's some that like you know when you're like 15 and you're like with someone who's like a virgin and you're like well i you can't touch me below the belt but you can like play with my tits it's like a yeah. weird like concession game yeah i feel like a ludra and matt are playing like weird concession games yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah i think that matt marries Tuan but falls in love with Aludra. <gasps> that would be wild. i think there's like a marriage of convenience but Aludra is his like consort well because Tuan's not his type right he likes boobies yeah. and uh and 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 thicker women which he is it likes to express a lot to the audience. I could do without um, him constantly, like, yeah, like skinny shaming women. But yeah, you know, it's like we get it, we get it. You have a type, and that's okay. He doesn't want to fuck a fence post. Um, which, like, sure. also I don't either. Splinters in my penis would not be pleasant. No, no, that's that's not. We don't have inanimate objects. It is wild that people had wooden dildos for like decades. I know. Can you imagine getting a splinter in your asshole? No, no. No, like How would no, it come like uh, no. There's no way I would not have no. Wouldn't have touched it. Can I tell a really like a really inappropriate story? Well, anyone who doesn't want to hear already doesn't want to be here already left for Smut Corner, so you can probably say. All right, you want. since this is Smut Corner, we're gonna go real dirty here. So if you if you if you're not down for a funny story, <laughs> leave now. Uh, so a few years ago, uh, my friends and I used to have a Super Bowl party every year for mm -hmm. the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, and what? Uh, we were there and uh. A girl showed up to the party, uh, and she was like, hey, to this guy at the party who was hosting, can we go to your room really quick? I need you to help me with something. And they were not sleeping together, but they were really close friends, like best friends. Okay. And they were in there for a while, and there were some very strange noises, like some just like really, really weird noises. Um, and so when- I actually don't know this story. They finally came out. She was like, <laughs> I needed him- to help me because I had been playing with Benoit balls earlier. I don't know what that is. They're, 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 you put two of them inside you. They're a sex way. Um, okay. And uh, I had I was only able to get one out and I couldn't get the other one. And so I, I knew that he had small hands. And so I needed him to help me get the Benoit ball out of me. And he did not know that she was going to tell us all what was happening in that room. I think that he thought it was going to remain a secret. And he was like, oh my was, god. Horribly, Hilarious. horribly embarrassed. Yeah, and yeah. we're all sitting there laughing our asses off. Fair. And um, she and I had been sleeping together. Uh, and so <laughs> I think people were like, why didn't you get... And she was like, oh no, his hands are very large. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's, yeah. that, that is a true friend. You know what I mean? That is a true that friend. That is a true friend. And I was like, I don't know how I could have helped because mm -hmm. I'm not about to like, you know, 
I got big hands. Like I can only get so you know deep. All right. It was um. It was so uh, God. It was one of the funniest things that's ever happened in my life. No, not like Daniel Craig. Yeah. Oh my God. Benoit Balls. Uh, Perry Wolf. They were at a, a Super Bowl party. Where, like, she was probably the only woman there. No, no, no. There were plenty of women. Okay. Um, I was making a joke. But, uh, no. He but was, they were just he was good our, friends. Yeah, he was our closest friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, in the world. Like, they they were, like, so tight it was unbelievable. Um, it was the right choice, you know, but... Yeah. Um, uh, well, this has been three and a half hours. Uh, thank you for ending what? with story time. Oh, three hours and 17 minutes. Yeah, yeah, Story time with nerdy. How good are you with chopsticks? No, speaking of splinters, oh, my God. What a way to end this. Wah. Don't like it. Do not stick chopsticks in your hoo-ha. Yeah. Do something nerdy. <laughs> that, wow, that's what we're going out on. Bye.